0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 153 of the Socially Distanced podcast. I am your human Star Wars encyclopedia. You're a Mandalorian, Amanda Rivas, and we are getting closer to the end, you guys, of Mando. I'm not ready yet. I am not ready, but I can't do this without my fabulous co-host. First of all, we've got our editor-in-chief of PopBreak.com, my wonderful friend, Bill Botkin. How you doing?
1: Well, I have off tomorrow, so I feel great. Instead of just tired and depressed, I'm just tired. And that's great. Uh, But I also was thought you were going to throw old David Tennant in there and saying, you're like, I don't want to go yet. And, uh, you you know,
0: know, I I might leave that to our guest. I'll get there, though. (laughs) I'll get there, though. And, of course, finally joining us from his sojourn in the Outer Rim, hanging out with the Anzellians and probably Carl Weathers as well, getting a signature handshake of approval there, our duly or doubly minted Dadalorian. Al Manarino, how are you doing?
2: I am so great. I'm so happy to to be back on the show and talking to you guys. Uh, I have been full Dadalorian lately. I'm on uh, finishing week two of my paternity leave. It's actually going by extremely fast. Uh, I have spent so much money at uh, this local coffee shop and I've read a very little amount of a book, even though I've been reading it every day. So uh, yeah, mostly changing diapers and uh, watching TV. With with the with the little Grogu, but it's been uh, it's been great, and excited to be here again, chatting with uh, my friends and uh, our special guest.
0: I wish you guys
2: could see his background because
0: it is epic and totally relevant, and with our new favorite couple, dare mm-hmm. I say, in the the galaxy. But of course, we cannot do this without our awesome guest this week. You guys, she was honestly the first person I thought about when we were talking about booking Mando guests right off the bat. Uh, she's one of my favorite people on this planet, accomplished, you know, TV film producer. You know, she's got that, she's got that, you know, got that LA uh, scene going on here. <laughs> she's brought those hard-earned skills to the wrestling world. She is photographer, videographer. I mean, funniest, I mean, funniest content on Instagram. I love her. I love her stuff. I think I comment <laughs> on everything every day. Um, and of course, you know, she's She's kind of dived back into the world of, of film and TV production with a assistant directorship for an upcoming PBS special, which she's gonna hopefully give me some hookups on good food for. And I mean, just honestly one of the best people on the face of this planet. I love her to death. And big Doctor Who fan, a big Elvis fan, incredible mom, incredible. I, I really don't think there's anything she can't do. Well, wait, wait, one thing. She doesn't probably sleep. That's the I only don't. thing I think. There you go. <laughs> I don't. I, Please join me in welcoming production production manager for River City Wrestling, Uncanny Attractions, basically the most talented human on the face of this planet, Melanie Romero, my dear friend. Welcome oh my to gosh. the show. So Thank you so much.
3: You. I don't know if i can live up to all that that was a mouthful is that really me i think you, that's like, all you girl you gassed I, me up a little bit
0: <laughs> no and i left stuff out i'm a thousand percent sure <laughs> she's, she's like
2: she's like leslie nope she just rains compliments yes. at you
3: <laughs> and she does
2: oh, oh wait, my god me? Like, no run, i was about doing
3: everything <laughs> no but i did i did enjoy the uh bill's comment earlier the whovian uh you know, little whovian tenant um quote because that was one of my favorite that quote lives in my head and i say it every once in a while to my kids and i'm like but i don't want to go yet <laughs> i'm not ready i'm not ready to go <laughs> i'm just saying when we if we review doctor who
0: we already know who to call <laughs> uh. <laughs> but you guys this is going to be awesome because we're going to start off with a completely different pregame. there was a lot of there's a lot of news that came out this week but you guys this is this is gonna be fun. We're going in a different direction. So Al, you ready to jump back in the pregame seat?
2: Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. So <laughs> got, excited. Uh, uh, uh. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, what was it Aqua? That was Aqua. Aqua. <laughs> yes. Aqua. God, we're I old. still anyway, have
3: that CD. <laughs> uh,
2: if we <laughs> want them on everyone. the podcast, I know they're publicists. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, I doubt it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if they'll be involved. I know that there is like a lot of legal battle with. Aqua and Barbie, right? I believe. Yes, there was. Like I mean historically, I like a big legal battle. That's why it was never associated with like you never saw it in commercials with the the character. Uh but anyway, regardless, that's not so, what we're so talking right. about. So we are talking the about podcast. the the <laughs> new the new Barbie movie trailer. This is uh the I guess first official trailer. The first one was like a teaser yeah. trailer. Um this is the uh, upcoming summer blockbuster literally one of the most anticipated movies of the year which is crazy to think about when you're thinking about a uh you know a property uh, or an mm-hmm. ip like barbie but it's because of everyone that is involved and I, when i say everyone i mean everyone's literally so starting at the top with the uh, co-writer and director uh Greta Gerwig who mm-hmm. wrote the screenplay with her uh collaborator longtime cl- collaborator and fellow uh filmmaker Noah Baumbach um the movie is st- stars uh, Margot Robbie as a as the titular character of Barbie it also features Ryan Gosling as Ken and a million other people as Barbie both Barbie and Ken uh one of the craziest casts I think ever assembled um so excited yeah. about this, but I want to talk to you guys about it because you know with the with the first trailer, um, you know I think we saw all the set photos. We knew this movie was going to be kind of bizarre and crazy, and um, you know, just from the the just just from uh, Margot and Ryan's, uh, you know, the their set photos of like them skating in the park and yeah. the I guess the the real world or whatever. But now we get like this first official look at what what this movie is. Yeah. And everyone involved. So, like, do you guys believe this exists? Like, what, what, what are your expectations for this? Do you have any? Are you like, are you in? Are you out? Bill, start with you.
1: Well, so I, I tested this with uh, the prime audience for buying Barbies, my eight-year-old daughter, and I was like, all right. So, what do you think of this? And she watched the whole thing, and I don't. She was a little confused. She's like, this looks cool. I'm like, okay, would you watch this in the movie? She's like, I don't know, Dad. And I think that's where I kind of am because I'm like, who is this movie geared towards? Mm -hmm. Is it because it's Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig? You know, those two who always make kids' movies, um, <laughs> you know, The Squid and the Whale. What a kids' movie. Francis uh, Ha. Oh, yes. God damn it. That little woman. Well, what a rock. Remember that, that, that music with the dancing unicorns? Oh, look, great for the kids. No, but do this- Marriage Story. Oh, oh, oh no.
0: yeah!
1: Well, it's it's, a kid's movie. <laughs> it is a kids movie. There's kids in it, uh <laughs> but I think that was the cause of the marriage story. um <laughs> But so I don't know who this is geared towards. Is this just for? Is this for adults and kids who are along for the ride? I don't know if we have a clear because there are jokes in this trailer mm-hmm. that are not oh, meant yeah. for children. Um, so I don't know how this movie is going to play, and I I will watch this movie for sure. But that's my biggest question overall. It's just like, who is this appealing to? And what is the box office potential? I was talking to Amanda offline about this because it's like, this is maybe coming out the right time. It's end of July. It's not August. So people are like, oh, this movie's a dog. That's why it's coming out in August. So it's like July 21st. It's got a big month but of movies ahead of it. Oppenheimer is released the same day, which yeah. is wild. Oh yeah! The week before is uh, Mission Impossible, which everyone's looking forward to. Wait,
2: that's the week before.
1: That's the week, the week be- before. before. Wow. And three weeks before that, on June thirtieth, will be Indiana Jones: and The Dial of Destiny. This what is this summer. like a? This is a proper summer. This is a good summer. So I don't know. They got they well, have we to still figure-
0: got. Wait, when does Blue Beetle come out? Because that's, that's
1: coming out. And uh, that's, that's a, a dog. A, Two That's, oh, it's gonna be dog. <laughs> yeah. That's two or three weeks later uh, no, I think it, it looks good But looks good. I'm concerned about this uh, Profitability of, of this Given that we don't know who this is marketed to yeah. Yet And it's, it's a rough summer man It's a rough summer for releases That's my thing I think it's going to be interesting This is going to be a movie you have to see Because it's so bonkers.
2: I'm not -hmm. concerned about it making money. I think it's... Well, you don't
1: care about anyone making money except (laughs) yourself. It's
2: true. But (laughs) I I honestly think the complete opposite. Like, I think this movie is going to make so much money. And it's going to cause... Like, it's funny because I guess my side of Twitter, outside of, like, the just constant negativity and just shitting on everything, the other side of that is, like, people are so excited about going to the movies that weekend and seeing both Oppenheimer and Barbie like (laughs) they're there. It's so weird. Like that is the, the most, like the insane counter-programming I've ever seen. You have Christopher Nolan's most, like his first film in like ever. Mm -hmm. And then you have Greta Gerwig's Barbie five years. years. That's a long time for, for, for Nolan. I mean, people are really excited about that whole weekend. So man, I'm going to go to you. Which one are you seeing first? You see an Oppenheimer, or you see in Barbie.
0: Oh gosh, I think it's just going to depend on what personality I feel that day.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Depends on what colors you're wearing that day,
0: right? Exactly. Well, it's always black. You know that. It's Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's Oppenheimer. I know it, it's. You know, I I I wondered the same thing because I I feel like you know it didn't come across as a kids movie to me. The humor is definitely very adult, like tween adult. I feel like somebody of like. Our age range would totally get it. As somebody who who has Barbie—I mean, the jokes—I'm here, like, yeah, this is it's totally relatable to mm-hmm. to you know an older audience, and you know, but I, I feel like Al, it's it could still make a lot of money because it's unique, it's different so unique. compared to, yes yeah, so unique. Like, there's really nothing else like it that's coming mm-hmm. out this summer, and people like different. I mean, we we've talked about burnout for other movies before, whether like su- the superhero genre, you know, in particular, um, and I think it's smart to keep it away from indiana jones and you know kind of give it get a little bit of distance from you know i think spider-man's coming out too i mean there's also there's a bunch of other movies so it's, it's kind of it's in a nice little sweet spot um and i feel like you know you have people who've got drawing power pretty much everybody under the sun that's in there john cena I was like john cena's in this too wow <laughs> that's right <laughs> they right. just announced he's in it so he's in everything um, doesn't he's count. in ev- Oh, well, is he? Cause I don't see anybody there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to do it, but yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's still going to draw. Um, but I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of people probably in like my age range that are going to go see it. And, but I feel like Oppenheimer's going to draw a little bit more, uh, and mission impossible is still going to be looming around the corner because that's probably the first that's definitely for sure the first thing i'm going to go see is mission impossible when that comes out asap
2: yeah you you brought up a great point and uh, i'll kick it to our special guest for this one so i i saw a tweet that kind of went viral a few weeks ago about how they're like where are the kids movies like where Mm -hmm. are the movies made for kids specifically like if you look at the last few months of movies the superhero movies that have come out are not made for kids you have Mm -hmm. ant-man you have Black Adam. Um, there's another one, I think, at some point. Um, maybe. But and then there was like Puss in Boots. And I heard oh, Shazam. I <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> like, like there's like suicide and stuff in that. Like, there's like it's weird. Like they're like, where are the kids' movies? And I guess my question is, is like
1: Yeah, there it
2: is. I I, I guess I guess my and question uh, is, is like Super Mario. Is is Barbie the counter programming for Oppenheimer, not just in terms of like a comedy or a lighthearted movie or any of that kind of stuff. Is this what you're taking your kids to? Or do you th- like, are you do you think that people are going to go out of the way, out of their way to take their kids to this? Or is this like a big inside joke on the level of like 21 Jump Street?
3: I don't think it's on the level of 21 Jump Street only because of the fact that they didn't put it in like they like they do with some 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 movies like 21 Jump Street where they try to put it in modern times instead of actually like making it what it was about what 21 mm-hmm. jump street was about what made the show so great is you're taking these uh you know 20 something and putting them in high school they 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 were in on the joke i feel like 21 yep. jump street this movie it's in on the joke Always. um From the this start. one yeah from the start whereas this movie it's actually set in the barbie world as opposed to trying to put it into a real world
1: well apparently uh yeah the oh. end of the trailer oh, no. is them going to the real oh that's world. right and i, oh, that's I where, forgot that and that's where will ferrell is that's yeah. right, that's right. That's where they come in yeah, yeah yeah
3: well i mean i feel like if they would have kept it i don't know see I thought when I when they first came out, I was already against this movie because I didn't like the whole Ryan Gosling as Ken thing. I thought they were going to go with the more like um, uh, like Zac Efron type of guy. Oh yeah, like, let's
1: just get something someone more handsome than Ryan Gosling. Oh, what a what a trash bag of a human! Yeah. Oh, just look at him. I just want to barf.
2: I just I just wish he got in shape
1: for this movie. Oh, what a always oh, son of a I, He makes me look really well in shape. Yeah what a dick
3: <laughs> what a, what an asshole but i i don't know i i didn't think that ryan gosling fit because i guess because I've, I've always known him to do these like serious indie roles where he's like you know i'm the serious driver killer assassinator blah blah yes. blah and now he's doing this and i'm just like i don't know if i want to believe you
1: i okay, honestly but, don't but, but, but have you ever seen the nice guys or oh that's true crazy oh, that's stupid right. love he's fucking that's hilarious yes. nice he is. that's
3: that's right
0: Crazy he is. Stupid
1: Love. He's also very funny. Oh, he's really good. Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, so funny.
3: And I mean, we've seen him when he does Lars in the and the Real Girl. I mean, yeah. I get it, but I just this seems so out of his wheelhouse, though, that I am su- actually surprised he took it. So I'm wondering, like, at what point does he turn on somebody and just actually su- just like kill him or something? Because I feel like I that's mean, more I mean, in his wheelhouse. Yeah.
1: I, I don't I don't feel good for seeing lose chances in this.
3: Yeah.
1: Movie because he's against Ryan Gosling. Sorry, dude. <laughs> You know who's not a trash bag? Simulu. That's so. Oh, it. he's great. I
0: love him. Oh, he's, he's great. great.
1: Gosh, I, I Sarah in this movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and the beach. I'm excited. the beach shoe off scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think this is a big inside joke. I do think it's big. You think I, it's
3: an inside joke?
1: I do. Dude, I, I, I feel mean,
3: like I, I did. You ever see there was a cartoon on uh, Netflix a while back called uh, Barbie Life in the Dream House? And I feel yes. like they were they were in on the joke, and it was yes. great. Yes, yes. Yeah, I saw it. I
0: they know. were
3: in on the, like I loved it. And I really was hoping that the movie would take that direction, where it they were kind of it could. I just feel like I don't know.
2: I, yeah. I I'm I just I'm really excited about this because the the people involved should never have made. This movie. Like, (laughs) that's a good
0: point. Like, yeah, no, in theory,
2: the people involved, it's like, I'm trying to think of the equivalent of it. I I guess it would be like, (laughs) I guess it would be like, If the Cohen brothers directed a Peppa Pig adaptation. Oh my well, gosh. I watched this
1: shit I, out of it. I watched
2: that. No. Peppa barely survives. That's why that's I'm intrigued. Oh, is Daddy, the mom. Help me. But that's why I'm intrigued because it's like these, these,
1: it's Bella <laughs> Ramsey is Peppa there's Pig. There's no reason. Oh my gosh.
2: There is no reason Greta Gerwig has to make this kind of movie. Right. Like she is set. Yeah. Like Marco Robbie is set. Like... Th- I you know who this heard, really
1: was, was supposed to be at first? Amy yeah, Schumer.
3: Amy Schumer. Yeah. But what Which I've makes heard, you wonder, what, what was the what was the debate about that they are like, we didn't want to, you know, Amy she Schumer. He wanted, wanted to take this. it into
1: a different direction. Yeah. Apparently,
2: what I've heard about this script from Gerwig and Baumbach is that it th- was one of the best scripts they've ever read from the stars that are involved. You don't go out of your way to say that uh, when you're Margot Robbie and you've worked with like Scorsese and yeah. Tarantino. Yeah. Like there's no reason to do that there's like no reason like if you're gonna hype up like film twitter and like people who give a shit about this stuff like for them to say that there has to be something like fundamental fundamentally great about the direction that they're taking this so i'm really excited just for that and like for them to go up against oppenheimer that and of course bill you just said like mission impossible is the week before Mm -hmm. indiana jones is a few weeks before like They're, they are like, they have so much faith in Gerwig and Bamak and Margot and everyone involved in this. Like, I'm really excited to see what the hell this is going to be. And I think this is going to be like one of the biggest hits of the summer, critically and commercially. I agree.
3: I, I, like I I was saying, I had no interest. I didn't like Ryan Gosling as a Ken. And then I saw the trailer (laughs) and I was like, all right, now you've got me intrigued. (laughs) I'm liking how it looks. I like the way I like the direction it was going in. And I was like, all right, I'm curious now, yeah. which is, damn it, I didn't want to be.
2: I hope that they, they don't be. show more. Like, I really
3: yeah, like no, no, yes. well,
1: They are. Uh, you know, know, they always, do. They, they always, always do. do. they always do.
3: And they're like, here's the surprise. And I'm like, no, why'd you give me the surprise? This, this is the
1: movie the par- parents get like a babysitter for and get hammered and go watch. <laughs> I was just so like, Mel
3: and I are you- going to go have a girl date. Right.
0: That's what I mean. Yeah. It's just like,
1: this is like the time my wife was like, "Let's go see Sex in the City of the movie." And there was a, in the restaurant next to us, there was twelve women, but like pounding cosmos and were like <laughs> screaming anytime. The only like, way you can watch Sex in the City exactly. That's really. <laughs> I wasn't pounding cosmos, but I was not on the level watching that movie. I can tell you, man. And I saw the sequel, and that killed me. But like, I'm actually that killed A, a lot ghost. of people
0: that I'm that kills a... I, I don't know, y'all guys the force ghost.
3: Y'all guys were like that during Sex and the City. I was like that during uh, movie six of Harry Potter, the curse. You know, I or Magic kids. Mike was like that too.
1: Magic yeah. the, the original Magic Mike. That this was, is true. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> drunk, bottom. screaming in the theaters. It, My wife's third bottom. one just like came and went. Like,
0: did it was, come out already? But um, yeah.
1: Oh. exactly. Uh, yeah, I was like, there's. <laughs> There's it a dick did. joke in there. Uh but yeah, it's it's already on VOD. It was oh, literally it okay. less than a month the and didn't
0: even know it came out already. I Wasn't saw trailers and that
1: was it. I'll give you a hint. No. <laughs> that's not a hint. That's an answer. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you an answer. <laughs> uh insane. Okay. Well, I don't um, think you
3: needed three parts, but whatever. You
2: know, it's true. Yeah. Um, that's Barbie. So uh we'll probably have more up. We'll probably do a Barbie pod, I would think I'm gonna... in the summer potentially right, we'll see, we'll see.
1: Uh, we might if we'll we all go see, see it
0: i mean it I'll, can have to br- I'll
1: have to break my no drinking clue, promise i don't uh, think so i, I that might be
0: into this and you all can right. just blame ryan gosling if it's not if yes. it's not that great it's all ryan gosling's fault
2: it's not
3: i i'm
1: gonna blame him <laughs> no I'll, I'll full out blame no bomb back because i am not a fan <laughs> i am not a fan at all i saw that greenberg movie what a piece of shit uh <laughs> podcast uh, director uh, alex is like i actually like the movie a lot you're a dick
2: <laughs>
1: he's oh, not wrong i'm i'm a dick yeah. A dick. <laughs> uh
2: but uh amanda you can take it away let's get into some mando
0: yeah well thank you al for pre-gaming us here but yeah. now that we're warmed up we're, you know we're ready to go but right before we dive into this awesome episode of mando we will be right back stay tuned for some words from some of our other great podcasts that are airing on The Pop Break this
1: week. Hi, I'm Alex Marcus, podcasting director for thepopbreak.com. I'm Bill Bodkin, Pop Break's
2: editor-in-chief. And I'm TV columnist, Josh Sarnecki. And together, we host
1: TV Break. Break! Whether you are looking for a free freewheeling discussion on the latest Disney Plus release, an update on the latest season of Bake Off, or what's happening in the tumultuous world of streaming, Stop on by the PopRate TV podcast feed on the first Monday of every month to join in on the fun.
0: Josh didn't get a second line. I'm sorry, Josh.
2: Hey there, this is Josh. And this is Aaron. And we're the hosts of the Anniversary Brothers podcast. The podcast where we talk about the anniversaries of your favorite TV shows and movies.
1: Hey Aaron, what do Muppet
2: Treasure Island, Arrow, and the birds have in common? Uh, they all feature bird puppets. Close. They're all movies and shows we've covered on the pod. Find our film podcast on the Pop Break Today feed and find our TV podcast on the Pop Break TV feed. Thanks. Bye.
0: All right. So I'm going to start off with our not so, haven't been horrible lately. Our Wikipedia summary of this episode is Chapter 22 Guns for Hire, the anticipated Bryce Dallas Howard episode. So here's our, let's see what Wikipedia has for us this time. So, Bo-Katan, Zarin, and Grogu set out for the idyllic planet Plazir 15, where bo former army, now led by Axe-Woves, have set themselves up as mercenaries. Before they can meet them, they're involuntarily diverted by the planet's rulers, Captain Bombadier and the Duchess, who ask for their help in neutralizing several repurposed, malfunctioning Imperial and Separatist droids. After stopping a rogue droid, bo and Tajarin follow its trail to the Resistor, a droid bar, and convince his bartender and clientele to help them. They find out that the droids were sabotaged through nano droids in the bar's maintenance fluid, which were covertly imported by Commissioner Helgates at the Planetary Security Office. Confronted, Helgate reveals himself as a separatist before bo knocks him out. The Duchess sentences a remorseful Helgates in exile on the moon of Parquats for a while. In an audience with Mandalorian Bo Katan challenges Woe for leadership and defeats him. To help her ascendants, Jaren admits his capture by the cyborg in the mines of Mandalore and his rescue, Bo Katan, which rightfully bestows the Dark Saber back to her. I love it. it's like a while. <laughs> so, um, so guys, as I mentioned before, this was the highly anticipated Bryce Dallas Howard episode. And I just want to ask you guys, you know, what were your thoughts going in and you know did I mean did this episode live up to the hype so I'm gonna go ahead and start with you Al like what did you what did what were your expectations going in for this episode did it live to the hype
2: so I mean my expectations every week have just been like are we getting closer to what this season is gonna be because I've been complaining about that since the beginning of just like what is the plot what are we trying to do this season and you know, it's been like reclaim Mandalore. I'm like, that's vague. I, I don't understand. Like that, you could just do that the first episode. Like, wh- what are we doing here? So my I just my, my expectations are like let's get closer to what this end goal is gonna be. And uh, I didn't realize it was the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Um, I also <laughs> once that opening scene came up, I'm like, Oh, the episode's definitely called The Prince. We never saw the prince again. It completely it was completely different. I was so like I think that opening scene completely like confused like my brain in terms of like what the expectation was because I was like, oh, we see the Mandos. Now the whole episode is going to be about like teaming back up with them or chasing them or whatever like she's going to go find them like that's the whole plot. Completely different scenario um happened and we get a uh, basically a po- police procedural with Mando and Bo-Katan as like space detectives. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, obviously we'll get into, you know, the fun cam- cameos uh, as well. But like my expectations were just like, let's get to a point where we're literally so close to the end of the season that we need to like really put our foot in the ground and say like, all right, we're taking the next step to where we got to go. Kind of does it in this one, but it still also feels like a filler. Um, expectations were like, I guess, medium, and they a little bit exceeded that, uh, with the execution of this episode. I really did dig the episode overall.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, I, I was excited for it. You know, I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard has had some of the best episodes in, in the show so far. Again, did not yeah. know she
2: was directing this one. If I did, <laughs> my expectations would be much higher because she did direct, uh, one of my favorite episodes. Uh, from last season, which was really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's done an outstanding job. And so my expectations were high going in. This is probably the episode I looked the most forward to because I'm like, it's Bryce Dallas Howard. She's, she's done some amazing things and people are campaigning online, you know, that she should get a Star Wars movie and whatnot. So, I mean, so, so my expectations were high going in, but you know, this, this episode had a lot in it. And it was different, very different from what I expected, because, you know, again, like Al, you mentioned, you know, we had this law and order type of moment happening here. Um, And, and so that was, that was different. Um, This, this new planet was, was, was different. So, I mean, it, it, it met my expectations. It met my expectations, but I had, I did walk away with a lot of questions uh, on this, on this episode for sure, which we'll, we'll dive into, but you know, Melanie, what what were your expectations going in knowing it was Bryce Dallas Howard directing this episode?
3: You know, I have, like I said, with, like I said, I have very high standards for her because I think she has done some of the best episodes of the series so far. Um, she doesn't really well, but I also feel like, I don't know, may, I, I feel like there should be, there's there's more to the story, obviously, because why would they just give her this episode? Because I feel like this episode just, I don't know, it just, there's, I feel like there was more to it besides this, just them going and doing this law and order um this you know cops robbers kind of thing like they said I feel like there's just got to be more to the story and she helped further something along because this isn't an episode you just give to Bryce Dallas Howard I feel I don't yeah. know I really I really enjoyed the episode though I really liked it um I like the interaction between Bo-Katan and uh and Mendo or Desjardins I I like him I like that their interaction a lot um but yeah, just the whole episode I thought was really well, and it looked really great. I like this new planet, and I like the way it looks. It's beautiful.
0: Can I just get Lizzo's train? That's all <laughs> I really want. The, this digital train that she she had going on, just following me around, making me look really cool. I, I really I agree. The visuals were stunning for this for yeah. this episode. And
1: uh, and Bill, what did you think? I You know, in Bryce Dallas, I trust because, like I said, she's done great episodes. When I heard she was doing this one, I'm like, okay this is going to be one of the best ones of the season. And I agree with it because it was able to do a lot of things. Yes, we it it did the classic Mando thing where it's just like, well, we got to do this thing. But first, the diversion, you know, like the Bill Burr stuff, which I'll never get over. Uh, But (laughs) I loved it. But it's like, come on. But it turned out to be a great episode. So. What uh, what I liked about it was I knew this was going to be action heavy. I knew this was going to dive into this was going to have some sort of weird alien thing in it because that's every episode she does. And I just felt like I felt like I'm like, this is the turning point for the series. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going to break into what we need to. This is what we're doing here and also feels a few a few uh, tinfoil hat theories I have here, which I don't know if people were actually going to like or not. But uh, I feel like I know where this series is going for the end of the series, end of the season, I should say. And um, she also got to work with a lot more people, a lot more famous people in here. And it was like, OK, I, I like honestly, this just felt like a testing ground to be like, can you handle even more Star Wars lore so mm-hmm. we could just give you a movie? Because if they came out after this episode mm-hmm. or in, or at Star Wars Celebration, which is in Europe, Amanda will try and get you into the one uh, next year. Is uh, you know talk to Mel. Come with
0: me, Mel. Come with
1: me. Uh, And they came out and said they have. Remember, the rumor is there's three new Star Wars movies coming out. Um, And if they said, "Hey, Bryce Dallas Howard's going to direct them," everyone's going to be like, "Yes, let's go!" Because she's she's this was the this was the stickiest one. This wasn't Mm -hmm. the big action one. This wasn't one where you could just kind of um, dress up a drama or an action piece with Star Wars. This was pure in the uh, you know you're in you're in the weeds star wars with battle droids and stuff from the prequels and stuff and you know it's that's that's to prove that you could do that i mean all in you know that's what i think they did they're like all right she's ready to go
0: she handled a lot of lorg there was some there were some good easter eggs in this one of course we'll we'll dive into that because big nerd over here was like well happy easter (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was just for me. Um, but, you know, we've all touched a little bit on, on Plazir 15, guys, you know, your thoughts, I want to know your thoughts, We're visiting this new planet, we got to meet Lizzo and Jack Black, again, yep. they're my, they're my new couple, I want to hang out with them. Uh, you know, it, 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 you know, it was a lot of fun, I, you know, but, and we got to meet, we got the, the highly anticipated Christopher Lloyd, um, you know, cameo, which was announced a while back. And of course Lizzo and Jack Black snuck their way in, which was great because that, that didn't come out at all. There was no, yeah. no information yeah. on that. So here we are. She, Lizzo manifested, you know, her appearance. You know, let's, let's, I want to get your thoughts. You know, I know there's some criticism online. You know, people are like, why did we go here? What's the point? We went on to side, another, yet another side quest. I mean, yeah. you know, did the law and order approach work? Did, was, was this approach, that Bryce took in this episode, visiting Plazier, doing all of these things, was it effective for you guys? I mean, Mel, what do you think? Was it was it effective for you,
1: or yeah, should I you have think- just
0: gone straight
3: to the Mandalores? No, I think you needed this episode though. You needed this episode because you needed to see like this. Uh, I-, I feel like there's a bigger something bigger at play here. With, with the whole storyline, you have to know the lore, you have to know um, this backstory, especially like Jack Black's backstory, these battle droids backstory of things getting repurposed or and stuff like, that. you have to know all that to move the story forward. I, I feel like it's gonna play much more in the next couple of episodes or it might, you know, so all these things seem to come about later on, you're like, ah, that was on that planet or that was in that storyline. And I feel like stuff that was said in and stuff that happened there is going to come out later. And I feel like this is the episode where it's going to start moving things. And I, I feel like that's why I said they wouldn't have given it to Bryce Dallas Howard if it wasn't an important episode. So there's stuff here I think we're going to see later on. And this was like, like uh, um, Bill said, it's like a turning point. It's something that you're going to, it's going to come up later on to keep moving the story along. And I feel like I don't know which part, but I do know that Jack Black may come up again later, or something about his past may come back back later. Because I still, you may love them, Amanda, but I feel like there was still something about him that rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know.
0: Oh, maybe he's hiding something. <laughs> We're gonna get that heel turn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that heel turn from Jack
0: how can, Black. How
2: can you not trust that beard?
0: I know <laughs> it's the I beard that
2: <laughs> I implicitly
1: trust it. Bill, Bill, that's your new that's uh, your Halloween costume. I know. I was about here. to say, Bill, here it is. I can pull it off. You can pull it off. I got the the height on the hair. I can do it. There you go. (laughs) My wife will not dress up like that. She'll be like, no. Well,
0: but if you show her the cool virtual train, maybe. No.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) I'll spit my wife. She's not doing that.
0: (laughs) Well, Bill, what did you think? Did you think this was the the way the structure was it effective?
1: Our podcast director Alex sent me a whole bunch of stuff because he is not a fan of this season at all, and we'll hear his thoughts next week. Next week on the penultimate episode, because he's back and he's pissed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that this like this whole season has kind of been like this chopped up like stuff came in from the space cop show that was supposed to be there. And this was like, they like maybe none of the stuff from, you know, Mando 2.5 was really supposed to happen. They just got really cold feet about Boba Fett being not good. And so they had to interject uh Dinjarin in there and put baby Yoda in there and all that stuff. But I think this all, and, and I think those are all valid criticisms, but I think what this is, it's once again, showing the, the, this is all about the rise of the First Order. This is all about things are not as what they seem. Because you have this longtime dedicated guy, you know, named Hellgate. Yeah, that's the guy I'm <laughs> the first guy I'm going to. <laughs> There's a problem. Oh, the guy's name is Hellgate. Oh, obviously he's the bad guy. Uh, and how he brought up Count Dooku, how he brought it, he was a separatist, how he didn't like the Empire. And the First Order is not re- the Empire we saw. They were. was a a, like a different variation of them and so he's he's radicalized so the new republic is not doing a good job like jack black in theory jack black is oh look i've been changed by the new republic now the thing about this is like lizzo's character seems very she fell in love and she seems like this is nice big fairy tale seemed also easily manipulated Mm -hmm. by jack Black.
0: Mm-hmm. The guy
1: who had been with them for his entire life and had served her family, he didn't like him because he's an imperial. And she's like, no, but he would never do this. I love it. And, he, you know, Jack Black just playing this bombastic Jack Black character of all time, like could easily be a bad guy, could easily be doing something here. Right. And even yeah. some of their stuff was like, well, they're not as dumb as they look. They're not as this let them eat cake, you know, French royalty. They let them in with their guns because they needed to get this done um and these droids like all this stuff just reeks of just people like everything's cracking at the seams not as everything is good as it seems it's a a literal metaphor because they're all up here playing polo essentially people down there are getting like murdered by droids and Mm -hmm. there's other droids who are now Mm -hmm. marginalized people who have to like sit in their own bars and drink and hope that god a human won't kill them yeah so it's it's very interesting that this story because I think it's just it's a lot of subtlety that's still happening here until the end which was very much Bo-Katan is in charge like yeah. <laughs> there was literally zero subtlety in that scene
0: well and it's interesting because you have this guy who created society that can't work they can't rely on you know they they have no survival skills it's I'm gonna just party and you know drink out of a weird secretion alien thing all day um you know it's it's uh It's something, it's something, it's like, that's something to be said.
1: It's the movie Wally. It's the movie Wally. Yeah, it's like they're all.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, they're on the ship.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and so he's infantilized, infantilized them in many ways, so now they could easily be subjugated and give them the Mm -hmm. the illusion of being in control when they're not.
0: Yeah. Well, Al, what'd you think?
1: Yeah, I I read it a few different ways,
2: and I'm not, not trying to go against what has been said already, but like, I read it as you know this is a post empire um uh, basically like a sovereign nation basically trying to make a utopia like they've been either part of the you know uh imperial army or like they were under imperial rule and all this kind of stuff and they're like now we have the 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 pieces in place we fell in love we're we've made peace we've done all this stuff we're now making like a utopian society And they're like, the only thing that's stopping us right now is someone is, or we don't know even know, some some of our droids are not functioning right. So they didn't really know that the the separatist person was right under their nose. I I actually believed Jack Black. It's weird. And I think, I I don't think you guys are wrong. It could completely uh, turn on me. But I really think that we're seeing this like naive side of the galaxy that basically lets these different factions come in and start ruling and we're seeing that like they're not learning their lesson they're going back to like oh we'll just make everything great again and we'll oh <laughs> where have I heard that shit I don't know. I, know. I know I don't know is Christopher huh? Lloyd wearing a red baseball cap I yeah. baseball. Yeah. but like I-, I-, I truly believe that they're you know what we've seen throughout the season outside of the main plot with T- reclaiming Mandalore and all that kind of stuff is like not just that. Like not everything is right post you know the Battle of Yavin or whatever. Like we're seeing that like the pieces in place that are basically shaping up. You know the was it the the First Order? I guess that's next in terms. Like it's it literally is just it's the end of one war and going into another, and it's all the pieces in place that are getting us there, right? So I think this is just showing what happens post war. When everyone's like, "Yay, we we are the we we are the good guys," and we went on the other side, it's like, "Yeah, but what about the the other people?" And that's what we showed when when we went to Coruscant and we saw, you know, um, the Imperial soldiers uh, getting like basically rehabilitated and becoming like, you, you don't just rehabilitate a Nazi, right? If they're a Nazi, they're going to be a Nazi for the most part, right? And that's what we got, you know, the, the the person who worked uh, specifically with Moff Gideon. So we're seeing like all these sides. Literally throughout the galaxy of like what happens when an empire falls and um you know they're trying to rebuild this new republic or whatever but at on on the surface it looks great but at the same time like there's cracks throughout so it's, and then it sorry go we're gonna go
1: it's like literally I I'm like flashing back to AP history in high school yeah. it's yeah. World War One mm-hmm. begat World War Two exactly like, for yeah. sure it and yeah. so it's like it's just like they. They built it on this found, th- this very soft, unstable foundation. They just basically tried to d- damn everyone who was and, and rehabilitate people who were on the the one side and, and give just, all the
2: war debt to Germany. Nothing yeah. bad's going to happen from yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And For then sure. a whole bunch of bureaucracy. And guess what?
2: Nazis. But to answer your <laughs> question, Amanda, about the to, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard side of things, of like giving her this episode, trusting her, like, I, I think, I think everyone's point is pretty much valid it's like yeah i would not have given her this episode but like who else would you trust i think she's like working with this material like the cameos aside like in terms of like balancing all these themes in this episode i think you need to get someone who you can trust and to to that has done Mando episode before has already had their like big battle episode or whatever like you know she gave us like the first like big like uh space battle i think in in mando and it was fucking awesome like now she gets to do like a character study or and and work in a genre too so i was re-watching actually the the other day i was re-watching uh the star uh the was it the disney gallery mandalorian season two (laughs) and i i loved revisiting that because you, you saw pete and reed saying like oh i got to do like the horror movie episode and like I got to do the Western and I got to do this. Like each person was saying, like they got to like tackle a different genre. So like getting the police procedural was like, that's cool. Like they're like, they're really experimenting and they're not just saying like every episode has to be a spaghetti Western. It doesn't have to be, they could do whatever they want. This is like their toy box. This is literally Filoni and Favreau and whoever else gets to be invited, getting to play with toys. And this episode was them playing uh, an episode of CSI. It's like I like that. It's cool. Like keep me guessing. I'm, I'm in. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I liked like it too.
2: I, I liked I did it too. I when, I
3: I will say that the um the whole uh, um droid bar when they started when they all started like talking and like oh they're afraid that a human's gonna take their place. That kind of creeped me out. I was like oh yeah, yeah. creeped out by this. Thank you very much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you it's imagine your Mando? <laughs> he probably <laughs> had a field day in there. Like uh. yeah, but, I mean that's that, a good
3: point. That whole bar, you know just the whole droid bar was kind of creepy and then them talking and they're like they're actually scared of the humans coming in as opposed to it being the other way around yeah. it was i like that whole being flipped on
2: its head like but i literally i love how it followed the and- law <laughs> the lore, the law and order format of like the first guy you talk to yeah. is definitely
1: the guy yeah is definitely Aww. the murderer or yeah his name was hellgate <laughs> his name should have been mr murder like it's just like come on it's like it's like the family guy yeah, episode. I'm, it's just I'm like dr that,
2: robot it, poison it,
1: it, yeah I, that's yeah. the guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yes. I mean, it, I, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I know people online were criticizing and whining about it. I'm like, but but it's felonian and favreau Like this is this is like a live action, and we've talked about this before here on the pod. Where Mando is the center of this new Mando verse. It's it's he's he's the, the the launching point for all for everything that is that is happening here. Ahsoka mm-hmm. for um, uh, skeleton crew. I mean, again, he's branching into, you know, the first order. So, I mean, yeah, this is, this is all part of it. You're going to have to use him to kind of build and get the Mm -hmm. perspective on, you know, moving, moving the story along. So, I mean, I I felt it was effective. I like the change in style myself. It keeps things fresh. And I really like that you get the the little nuances between Bo-Katan and Din and you can see why he trusts her and she's starting to rely on him a lot too. And even just the, kind of just her being annoyed with him and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> a little like, you know, and same with him showing his, you know, uh, his love of droids. I said that sarcastically, <laughs> um, you know, but, but just those, those nuances. And I think that plays to Bryce Dallas Howard strengths. She does the relationship episodes as well. So she, she really builds narratives that way too. So I loved it. It was great. I had fun with it. And Speaking of, I mean, we had this really cool scene, little flashback to season one with Queel, rest in peace, little little guy. Um, I have you know, spoken. With, the, with exactly. I have That's spoken true. with the Ugnots, nice. you know. Um, and we get to see the scene where you know Bo Katan's going, Hey, you're malfunctioning droids, and they're like, slow your roll here. They are not malfunctioning, it's not. Yeah. Um, you have this tense moment, and then Mando comes in. Negotiates pretty much and gets their cooperation. I mean, so so we're seeing a little bit of his diplomacy at work here in this episode. Kind of looking at that and knowing that he's got a, a little bit more of an awareness of cultures and 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 whatnot. I mean, do you think he could have led Mandalore honestly if he wanted to? What do you guys What do you guys think? I mean, Bill, you're making a face at me. Do you uh, think? It's
1: my do you, I just needed I my, thinking, my thinking grenades there for a second. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I don't, I don't think he would have, I don't think he wanted to, and I, could he have led he, I don't think he could have, because again, it's, he doesn't, that's not his role. He's, he's more of, um, you know, who he is, he's more of a Jedi Knight. He's more of a Kenobi mm-hmm. character. He's more of a, a guy, a well-traveled guy who has wisdom. He's not someone to plant roots and lead. That's, mm-hmm. he's not a politician. He knows how to speak to people but we also see that later on that it's droids and he's ready to torture them yeah. and he's ready to fully embrace police brutality yep. but he's and Bo's like no this is not how you do it and her way ends up being the way to do it you know and to, like get into the evidence and, and stuff instead of just blasting your way through things and like kicking droids in the in the <laughs> the hamstring and hoping to God one of them punches you and uh, so there is a lot of refining that needs to happen with mando but i think he's more of the jedi because when he has the religion on his side that that faith that belief and he's more of a traveled guy so he's going to be able to pick up customs and as a bounty hunter he's got to know him too he's got to know how to get in get out and you know which you know his best ways of escape and i think he's not the leader here but i think he's the most i think he's more respected than Bo probably is at this point
3: okay
0: mel what do
1: you think
3: i agree i think that yeah he's very well respected but it's i I think he's very very well respected because uh he is a fighter and i think that's what mandalorians respect they respect the fact that he got the dark saber he they respect the fact that he fights for what he wants and he fights um you know and, and and he goes on these travels and stuff like that and they respect him for that and that's why they were wanting him to lead but the thing is is that In the end, I don't think he is a leader. And I think he knows that because of the fact that, you know, sometimes, yes, he's very smart. Yes, he's very good at what he does. But I think sometimes he just charges in head first, not paying attention. I think which we saw when he went back to Mandalore and he gets trapped and he gets caught, (laughs) you know, and so I think that he knows that he's not he's not a leader. He can help, you know, he can help be by Bo-Katan's side. He can uh, you know, do stuff diplomatically, what needs to be, but in the end, he's kind of a charge-in, beat-up-the-Jordans kind of guy. He's he's the fighter. He's not the leader.
2: Okay. Uh, what do you think? I mean, when we first met him, he he's a bounty hunter, right? Like, yep. uh, he... His whole purpose of season one was to deliver the child to the Empire, change his mind, and season two, his mission is deliver the child to the Jedi, his kind, right? And then he gets attached to Grogu. He has no mission or plan now. His only mission post that is like, hang out with Mandalorians. So going back to my original question about this season is, what is happening and why? And it's literally, and as I I tweeted out after watching the episode and Bill Bill saw it, because I think he liked it, was, man, that was a great episode of the Book of Bo-Katan. Because that's what this feels like. <laughs> this whole season feels like a Bo Katan season. And fine, great. Give her her own show then. Like, why are we doing this in the Mandalorian? Yeah. And it just it just like, like Amanda just said, like, we've talked about this. This the show has been a like springboard for other things. Like, cool, we already we already set up Bo Katan in the end of season two.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Give us this as the Bo Katan season. This doesn't feel like a Mandalorian season because he doesn't have a purpose this season outside of holding the dark saber and handing it to her yeah what how many episodes in they could have done it this but, first episode but really
0: who is the mandalorian though
2: hey it's bill that's true this is true
1: <laughs> now <laughs> listen the way now I
2: mean. now if the season is about not just him rejoining the mandalorians but it's like i want my son to learn the way and that was the main focus Cool and fine, and I want to see more of that. But we got a glimpse of that in one episode, the Foundling episode, where we just about two different Foundlings. I, I I I really am worried, and I think a lot of people online who are complaining about the season also feel the same way that this show is is kind of losing its momentum because it is now being the setup show and not a show about uh, Din and
1: Grogu. Could it also be because he doesn't? have an identity and that's the whole point of it he's trying No, so,
0: I, I mean i was thinking the same thing bill actually it's,
2: it's not i mean that you're not you're not the you're not supposed to be him you're not supposed to be like i'm like because he's wearing a helmet and he doesn't have like that thing it's like that it, it shouldn't be that way we've we've invested two and a half seasons with these two and it feels like they have played second and third fiddle all season the oh. armorer has had more to do this season than these guys it's so weird It's it doesn't feel the same as it did in no, the first two doesn't. and a half seasons of the show
1: but i think that's well, i don't want to get too much into theories but whatever it's i i think the big thing here is like he like you said he, he is a mission based guy right and that was yeah. he was just a one-track mind guy and this sweet baby boy destroyed all of that Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now he's trying to find the best way to take care of it. And what's happening is, so now it's like, it's the way, but is it also helping bo and we're going to Rubek back Mandalore. So he's taking the backseat. It's like, I don't have to do, you know, I'm going to let other people do this while I try and find myself type deal. I'm projecting probably a lot here, or I'm just guessing, but I think in the end it's going to come down to a decision he has to make that's going to define the season And I'm going to hold my theories because I don't want to give it away that early because I think it'll derail answering all the questions we have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're building to because it's like, who does he believe? Is it the way? Is it Mandalore? Mm -hmm. Like, who is he trying to be? And I think that it's going to become a a crisis of conscience is what's going to be, what's going to ultimately be the end of the season.
0: Well, I feel like it's an ongoing crisis because, I mean, look at what he did. He took off his helmet. You know, and, and and he's already shown that he's willing to to deviate from the way, you know, for, for Grogu. So I think it's it's kind of a continuation of that particular, you know, struggle. But we'll we'll dive, we'll definitely dive into that. But you know, I I, I agree with everybody. I, I don't think, you know, Den could could rule Mandalore or not, not I mean, he, he has some good diplomatic skills. Could I see him being prime minister? Sure. Um, you know, or kind of somebody in the administration, you know probably coming and going in the administration, but not, you know, I, I you know, seeing him locked down in one place, and that's maybe a choice he has to make at some point, um, you know, is what kind of life do you want for your little one? And so, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see him really leading Mandalore. I, I don't. I mean, I think if you really wanted to, he would have learned how to use the Darksaber and have done, you know, instead of cutting his leg every time he uses it, um, <laughs> you know, but, but it's nice to see that, those, dipl- those diplomatic skills came in handy, and maybe Bo and could learn a little bit. She's a she was a little, little hasty there. I was like, "Ooh, we gotta gotta work on that. Uh, work on your bedside manner here. Work on your bedside manner here." But, um, you know, kind of speaking of diplomacy, you know, there was this conversation, of course, in the beginning with a uh, Din and Bo and our favorite new couple in the galaxy, or are they? Who knows? I know. <laughs> but <laughs> excuse me, but. You know, Jack Black's character talks about, hey, you know, if, if you guys help us out, you know, we, we're, we're willing to recognize Mandalore as a, as a, a fellow sovereign nation. Yep. You know, we're willing to recognize you guys and maybe ally with you guys. Okay, didn't anybody else, you know, th- it, was it just me or did anybody else find it weird that they were talking about Mandalore as a planet in terms of that it was still an existing planet? Because everybody else, remember, everybody else, the planet is cursed. Nobody lives there. The Mandal Mandalore is gone.
2: It, it's. It, I didn't find it weird. Sorry to interrupt, but I didn't find sure, it no, weird no. because it's, it's not it's it's not Alderaan. It wasn't like historically blown up. It was just it was like I guess ravaged or destroyed or whatever during like the the wars or that kind of stuff. They never mentioned like it was gone? It's just it was unlivable. It was inhabitable or whatever that kind of. So like it wasn't weird to that. It, it it didn't I didn't find it weird because it wasn't like described as Alderon. And again, rewatching parts of season two, when that asshole guy has the gun to the doctor's head and he's like, oh, I see that tear you were from Alderon." Oh, like, yeah, was, that was badass. I want more of that shit in this season. <laughs> there isn't like the badassery. Like, I'm not getting that part that we got in season two. Like the really I, I'm sorry. The, the the episode when we see the doctor on Coruscant that was a little like that. It was getting more of the seedier stuff. Yeah, I want more of that. I want
1: more of that. want so you want Andor.
0: So yeah, you I want, want Andor.
2: Andor. I want Andor. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: really happy with Andor. I know. So was it. I
0: know. Me too. I loved
1: um, it. Well, because it's also she she doesn't have a good poker face. She's like, oh, I gave up my 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 intentions to rule the planet. No, you didn't -uh. why would you be here to go get sasha banks (laughs) you're not here and axe wolves oh god what a name like it's you're not you're not here to get your lost fleet because you miss your pals you're here to go get mandalore like they're not like they may be sweet wonderful people who have no not an ill will in their bone body they're not Dummies, like they—it's just like it's very obvious what Bo Katan wants. Like yeah. I bet you, if they went to any planet, like Grief Cargo be like, Mando, does this woman still want to rule Mandalore? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, he's like, No shit. And it's just like everyone knows. Yeah, ba- Babu Frick knows. knows. <laughs> <Baba> <laughs> he's like, ah, I know it's crazy. She wants to rule Bad planet, baby.
0: Bad and baby. it's <laughs>
1: it's like ah, no shit. And it's like everyone knows that Bo Katan wants in.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, As she
1: sits okay. in her
3: quiet little kingdom all by herself. She lives hopefully. in a palace
1: on a throne of lies.
3: Yeah. That
0: got that got bombed, that's by the way. She ain't got no palace no more, that's though. True. That's true. It's bombed. Lies, it's gone. <laughs> but but Mel, what do you what do you think? Do you do you, did you find that odd at all that they're kind of like, oh yeah, it's a sovereign nation still? And it's like I, I thought it was for me, I thought it was a little weird.
3: I thought it was weird because I mean, yeah, because you know, it is supposed to be this cursed planet, but like, are they saying that? they're just going to give everybody that's a Mandalorian. Okay. We're all going to recognize you. Cause you know, they've scattered to the far reaches yeah. of, you know, whatever. And so it's like, are we all just, you're just going to recognize all of them or like, how is that going to work? So I thought, I didn't think it was weird, but I did question it. Like, like, how's, like, how is that going to yeah. work? you It's going to be like, this planet is now a sovereign nation. Okay. Well, so everybody basically, nobody lives there. So you're just saying that everybody that's stretched out from the, to the far reaches of space is now under this sovereign nation. Despite that, the fact that half of them are bounty hunters, some of them are mercenaries, some of them are blah blah blah, whatever. You know, guns some of for them hire. work for the.
0: Some of them work for the Empire. I'm sure at this. Oh, I'm sorry, the First Order at this point. Yeah, exactly.
3: So, yeah, but now they're under their. You know, it's like, who are you recognizing? What do you, you're not yes. actually doing? Honestly, it's like you're not really doing anything for anybody by doing that. And I think that they. I think they knew that. That's why they're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> so paying lip service. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't trust Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was was ready for it.
0: I mean, I just, I thought it was weird because I'm like, well, again, everybody knows the story of Mandalore, the tragedy of Mandalore. And it's, and it's who does, who's to say that, oh, okay, well, we're going to recognize it as a sovereign nation. I'm like, but who said Bo-Katan was going to leave? Like, what if they had another, you know, I mean, you all knew the Axe Wolves, or Wolves, like, talked you know, quite yeah. a bit. Like they, they knew what was going on about Bo-Katan wanting Mandalore. She was pretty much drooling over it too. That didn't help, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's like y'all, y'all have a, an
3: interesting awareness
0: yes. of the political situation here, but
3: they were really so, smart. And I think they yeah. made a fact, they they really made it a fact to show how smart they were, uh, regarding their rules and governments and how to get around it by allowing them into the city with their, with their weapons. So I think the fact that they were just so smart, I that's another thing. I just, that's why there's i feel like there's something underlying there that they know the loopholes and especially you know about well, the
2: laws that's why i brought up the whole utopia aspect like that's why i didn't i didn't think it was seedy i didn't i didn't think I, I didn't get a bad vibe from the two of them yeah because they said like oh we have no guns here we can't do this ourselves we need to bring you guys in to fix this problem because we are basically like we just want to keep the peace and we don't want to come in and be like hey we're going to bring the military in because then we're going to lose the trust of the people that we are basically making this utopian society for we want mm-hmm. to be a prosperous planet it just kind of goes back to that like they're in this post empire period of like they've they've been subjugated they've been ruled they've been all that kind of stuff like we want to do the complete opposite we want them to have the best time ever. We don't want them to work ever again. Mm-hmm. Again, like this is getting into that utopian aspect, which we all know utopias are not utopias. So It's like right. that's why I didn't get bad vibes from them because I think they're just like idiots. <laughs> they're not <laughs> smart. They're, they're 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 thinking they're thinking with their hearts and not their brains. Right. And I think that's what's going to yeah. lead to eventually. Like we're seeing all these different sides of the planet, like Coruscant. They're like, let's let's take the Nazi scientists and bring them here and then we'll use mm-hmm. them to do good shit, but we can't let them do good shit because we have piles of paperwork and like they're gonna get restless. And they were really used to doing cool shit where they were, and they, they believed in the cause, most yeah. of them or some of them. And it's like that's what we're seeing. We're seeing kind of the the failings of the new republic to seeing the rise of the new uh, the the whatever the, the uh, war voter. The new world order, the NWO. No, whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh, I know, I know NW. Um, but yeah, so shocked. That's what I, I feel like each almost each episode or every other episode, we're seeing different glimpses of what is happening around the galaxy now that there is no bad guys. Mm-hmm. But there are bad guys. And some people are dealing with them, whether they're pirates or the remnants of the Imperials or whatever that, like, but like at the same time, we're seeing this flourishing city of Coruscant, and we're seeing these guys too of just like, oh, everything's great, we're doing good. No, you're not. Yeah, bad shit's happening. See,
1: that's gonna happen,
3: and that's the real reasons. Like, I didn't get bad vibes off Lizzo when she looked at Hellgate. Well, who, she, who, I,
1: who would ever Hellgate. get bad vibes?
3: <laughs> Hellgate. She didn't get. She didn't get bad vibes off their Sir Hellgate, uh, even though she was like, oh, you you've been with me for so long. I can't believe you did this. Blah blah blah. You know, my my her, her heart was bleeding for him. But Jack Black, I feel like. I don't know. Just something about him just sets me off. I mean, even I guess it's also the way he's dressed. I feel like he's still dressed, like he's, you know, yeah. with the whole cape yeah. and the the you know the what do you call it the um I don't know the cape the suit the still
1: well he, he has was like also the- he was a planner he was like an a nerd yeah. so now yeah, he like, he like <laughs> he, he's like I own it he's like a city planner he's like yeah, I'm gonna own this out. he's like I've got a capes looking he was my like Mark Brandanowitz
2: from Parks yeah. and Rec.
1: Like, oh my like, gosh dude, well played oh, he's like he's my so beard true. is resplendent you know it, like... oh my
3: god yes and his mustache just flowed with the beard the whole curly thing but I don't know he's just giving me he's giving me imperial vibes with the whole cape and everything the whole do uh-huh. the whole having the badges and I, I think that's what set it off because I'm looking at it again now I'm looking at uh, uh like Al's background over here yeah and I'm just like <laughs> The whole getup is giving me the whole imperial vibe. And maybe that's part of it. I
2: honestly think it's, as Bill said, he's the city planner. He's in a position of power where he needs to be taken seriously. Yeah. As, as the ruler, like if he was just wearing, you know, sweats, (laughs) like I don't think you would, I mean, and a, and a, and a t-shirt with stains on it, like you wouldn't take him seriously. Like this is like, Majestic and right. like very reminiscent of like something that like uh you know uh, Queen Amidala would wear or whatever yep. like or even I mean the the whatever that gown or you know flower thing behind it was incredible and I, I thought that was visually awesome which was basically like her throne kind of following her yeah um but like he has to be like I was a, a member of the you know the army or whatever the you know in the appear the the fleet whatever. And I have ideas for this country or the planet or wherever. Like I need to be taken seriously. How do I dress? I can't just be wearing like whatever the high fashion is. I need to, yeah. I need to, I need to show that I am a leader. And I think that's what he's also doing. But again, I could be a million percent wrong and he could <laughs> be still bad. And it could be like the little, like, just like we saw in Coruscant, like this little, like plant, like little seed of, yeah. Like,
0: yeah.
1: you know what I see happening? We get a flashback to them either this season or next season when the bad guys have taken over and they've Aww. either killed them or they've taken them prisoner.
3: Aww. It will be
1: indicative of look what happened to these fools.
3: Or Jack Black just turns to Lizzo and goes, "Sucker, I got gotcha. you." Right? It would.
1: I actually think it would be more painful mm-hmm. if he like, like if they went for like, oh, you want to get Andor on it?" He takes a bullet for her. Oh, and it's oh, just, and then it's just like and they take her prisoner because oh, it's like oh, the first order. Take they're just like we're in charge now.
0: Yeah. Oh, and that's
1: how that's how you andor the shit out of that.
0: <laughs> Damn you guys, that got deep. That got deep. But speaking of dark, here, okay, let, let's talk about Bill's favorite person. You know, with with Commander Hellgate here. Hellgate. 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 I mean, Hellgate. I, you know, it comes to, it, I mean, obviously. He he's a separatist, you know, radical. I mean, I, I popped when he, he brought up Count Duco. I was like, oh no, we're going is. like, we're going in, we're going really deep here. Um, mm-hmm. but guys, do you think that, honestly, like, you know, and I started questioning it really when the lab tech was going through and looking at, you know, the shipments and all of that coming through. Do you think he did this on his own? Or do you think that he had some help from outside?
3: I think, think he's a ball guy. I think he's okay. the fall guy, honestly, because I mean I feel it was too easy to track him down, like, oh, it was Hellgate. Like, oh, really? That that's pretty that's pretty easy. That's well wow,
1: should cool. have changed his name.
3: Should have changed I don't his know. name.
1: <laughs> I, don't know, you,
3: you, I mean, they know if they know he signed for it. I mean, I feel like if anybody were to go and look back, be like, why would you sign for it? That seems pretty suspect. Obviously, they're gonna come to you and talk to you about it. So I feel like like I said, I feel like there's something bigger at work here. I feel like there's something more at play. And there, you're gonna we're gonna end up finding out that he's part of a bigger movement. Maybe, you know, like uh Al was saying, this whole utopia isn't a utopia, but now we're starting to see the um like the rot that's happening inside this utopia, and it's not Hellgate. He's just part of a bigger movement to okay. to disrupt everything.
0: Okay, Al, what do you think?
2: I yeah, I agree. I agree i i think i think hellgate being kind of the the most prominent or most like uh he was he was so quick to just be like yeah fuck this yeah. fuck yeah. you Count duca was the man like yeah. like i'm sure he's not the only one yeah there and i think it's just like the first domino and it's like what happens when you take your like most senior member of your security staff away right like that's gonna be like a ripple effect potentially and i think again it's just like you said this little start of this rot within the utopia and it just goes to my larger point of like we're seeing kind of the ramifications of of the decisions made post post uh empire falling just the
1: rise of the next thing
3: but not just that let's not gloss over the fact that he had a big red button to yes. turn all the to turn all the droids into yeah. killing machines at the drop mm, of a
0: I dime. I have one too. Yes. I have one right
2: here.
3: <laughs> I'm like,
0: don't wait, make me do
2: it. The giant. Button. Don't make me do it. I'll do it right
0: now. I'm <laughs> like, that's my new threat now. If I was like Seth, if you're not going to go to bed, the giant, button. Button, but the
3: giant droids are going to come and make you go to bed. And <laughs> it's like, how did the whole? How did a whole security system like? All right, we're not gonna question the giant red button. And so instead of shutting them down, turns them into killing machines. Well, now I understand why you don't want to hit the red button to turn them, you know, to turn them off, because that's not what it's programmed for.
0: Well, it's funny because remember, Jack Black kept saying, I personally oversaw
3: yes, the reprogramming.
1: Yeah, but I mean oh he, man. He personally oversaw, but he also could be a doofus like this. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's Al like, point. Yeah, he, he could just be a big old dum dum when it comes to that or a Chris or Maybe he did do it in Christopher Wood's like, no, no, I, I I, have the power here because he's the guy who thinks he knows how to run. Because in essence, he is the guy running everything. He's yeah. literally the one with power. They are figureheads at best. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this pluralistic vote. This guy, all he has to do is push a button. He ro- runs everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like that, um, you know, oh, what was that movie? Christian Bale. That was about the vice president during the George uh, W. Bush. Oh, uh, vice. Uh, vice. Yeah, yeah. Vice. So it's Vice. And it, it's like, who was really running the country? It yeah. wasn't George W. Bush. This is Vice President. And I'm totally beefed on the name, but I don't, because I just don't want to remember that <laughs> evil human being. Uh, so it's, just, it's like, who was really running things? And that's this thing. It was really Christopher Lloyd who was running this area. And maybe. Maybe he has nothing to do with the first order. And maybe because he's not there anymore, you have these two dreamers in 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 the power who are easily going to get taken over.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a valid point. You know, I I'm gonna deep dive here a little bit because you know, the the lab tech brought up in the chain code, she talked about, oh, I haven't seen this formula. This is stored back, I think, from the techno union. I went, oh, because Clone you're like, War reference, like, yeah. oh,
1: KMFDM, and you're like, what? Only 90s people. Were I know. I thought that. about.
0: I know about that. I was like, I almost went there too, but, <laughs> but yeah. So the Techno Union. As soon as she said that, I, I geeked out because Techno Union was a faction in the Clone Wars that Anakin, you know, and and the Jedi again fought against. They had separatist sympathies. It was a kind of a conglomerate of different um, nations that pledged their armies to the separatists, their droid armies. So they're your super battle droids. They were the ones who built a lot of the Imperial starships and all of that. Techno union falls, all that goes again to the empire of the first order. So it's, you're getting this techno union technology from somewhere, it's been locked up a long time. So the only ones who have access to that techno union technology is somebody who has knowledge who was maybe former empire or part of it. So I, my, I'm going to go deep dive a little bit here, but could we be seeing Thrawn?
1: We've been saying at it
0: work here. We've been saying it. This could be Thrawn because somebody, somebody had to get hmm. this, this nano droid fluid to yeah. him somehow. It's gotta be somebody with access to Imperial it could be Moff Gideon could be Thrawn. I, I think, I think all pathways are, pointing that way so i feel like christopher lloyd had help and i think i think he's the fall guy i don't think he realized maybe how much help he was getting yeah but he's definitely the fall guy like you said mel for sure and everybody brought up good points and I, i i think bill your point about and and al's as well about you know jack black being kind of a doofus and being a little naive Um, that could could also come into play because who knows if he's checking what Christopher Lloyd is actually getting. It's like, here, I helped set up the reprogramming, but is he really going to monitor the reprogramming or just going to party all day? So, you know, there's, there's that too. But I, yeah, as soon as I heard techno union, I was like, ooh, okay, former Separatist allies, their main guy was supposedly killed in Mustafar, is Wat Tambor, supposedly killed by Anakin. Or was he? Some people are like, maybe he escaped. Maybe he's with Thrawn. Who knows <laughs> at this point? But I think it is part of the larger plot that we've been seeing here with Moff Gideon, the First Order, a.k.a. Thrawn. Here we go. So, yeah, this is some good stuff, guys. But let's kind of let's go to the Mandalorian fleet here. OK, so we have Bo-Katan, you know, challenging Axe wolves, calling him out. There's a fight here. And of course, you know, Axe says at the end of it, after he loses, well, I'm not the one you should be challenging. Yeah. You should have challenged, you never challenged this apostate who's holding the Darksaber. My question to you guys is, he he calls her out not challenging Bo, but how come he didn't? How come nobody else, no other Mandos, you think challenged challenged, um, Din Djarin? Do you you guys have thoughts on that? I mean, mean, could we have, Sasha Banks could have done it or mercedes Monet could have done it? how come nobody else challenged y'all call out bo katan but how come nobody else stepped up to din to challenge him
2: no one else no one else believes mandalore exists or cares i mean like even the mandalorians are like it doesn't exist you can't live there it's it's all it's all fucked and they're like it took mando like one trip granted he almost got murdered yeah and the sweet baby boy had to save him uh slash bo katan (laughs) but like like no one seems to be gunning for it like yeah. Bo-Katan is the only one who's like a like talking about it or cares about it even the guy who has the claim to it at the moment before handing over the saber doesn't want it like literally there's one person who wants it and it's just Bo-Katan. so I I I think uh, there's no one else who want like was going gunning for it because no one wants it and or doesn't believe it means anything when they don't believe the planet even is there or exists yeah
1: I don't know huh. if it, I don't know about the existence part, but I think it's heavy as the head who la- wears the crown. And it's like, none of those people are like, they're good. Like, Axe is like, I'm good at robbing people mm-hmm. and like being mm-hmm. a contract killer, but I'm not a king. Mando's like, I'm a single dad. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> well, is I, gotta go, I gotta go back to that tree planet and find that girl who liked me. I don't know uh, uh, Yeah, there was no. that
0: girl I don't know maybe <laughs> Bo might challenge her I don't know
1: well if I had my trousers, <laughs> I'd be going back to the tree planet that seemed really nice you can get a swell hammock hung there I think it'd be great
2: frogs for for Grogu all the time no that's
1: the ju- frogs su- sassily judge you while sipping on a tea it's
0: great. I was about to say that was great
1: oh it's the best it's what made the series I mean but anyway team. um I don't think anyone wants it. Like yeah. Sasha Banks is like it is not boss time ever for her. She's like no. <laughs> I'm cool making money, and that's it. By like essentially think about how they made all that money in the beginning of the episode. She just walked in, took uh Akbar Jr. and was just like, "All right, you're coming with me, dude," under the threat of violence. And mm-hmm. and there was there was so yeah. there's nothing they had to do. Bo wants to put in the the work. Okay, cool. Go do that. Also, they kind of know. Mando's pretty much a badass who might actually kill them. Yeah. You took Gideon down. So this I'm is playing. true.
0: This is true. Uh, funny fact, people brought up and I, I totally miss this until again, I think Twitter, but um, apparently Admiral Akbar Jr. over here, uh, they were saying that the one of the first back in like episode one, season one of Mando, that the little puck that he's showing the different bounties that he's going through, mm-hmm. that little Akbar Jr. was one of those
1: oh that's awesome i saw that
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was like what i should be closer attention scrolling through there but um but
3: yeah mel did you want to add to add to i love you know what though i was actually thinking you know the whole thing with them and and i had the same question i was like why don't these guys actually you know they're like you Bo. why don't you fight it for i was like yeah why don't you fight for it yes but it's like yeah you know what none of them want it bad enough they're like nah we're good we're making money i think the point is they just want to make money They want to, they're, they're fine. Like, like, uh, like Bill said, they're fine being guns for hire. That's fine for them. Do they have a leader? Yeah, sure. Did he oust Bo-Katan? Yeah, sure. You're the, you're the strongest one for now. I'll follow you. Um, But in order for Bo to actually stay in her position, she needed that dark saber. And I was actually thinking in the past episode when she saved um, uh, um, Din, when she saved him, I was like, well, wait a second isn't that hers now? Like, I I actually thought about that. And then, so when he came her, I was like, aha, I knew it. I knew it belonged to her because she technically (laughs) took it. You know, she, she saved him and took it. So I already had that in the back of my mind. I was just wondering, I was like, are we just going to keep ignoring that? Or she's just going to, but besides that, I was like, yeah, none of them, none of them want it as bad as Bo does. Honestly, she actually has a purpose for it besides just being a gun for hire. So She's the only one that has the direct purpose. She wants to lead. She wants Mandalore to come back. She wants, I, I don't know if she wants Mandalore for the right reasons, but she wants Mandalore.
0: Yeah, no, its I mean, it's, it's valid me. I, you know, cause that was my first thought. I was like, you're getting, I'm like, Axe, ah, you're jumping on Bo for not doing you know, for, for not fighting Mando. I'm like, how come you don't do it? Especially yeah. if you're so upset that there's an apostate that's holding the dark saber, you know, you could just challenge him and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it. You weren't there at the end of season two. It was, it was Mercedes Monet who was there <laughs> saving the day, you know? And, uh, um, but yeah, I, I think everybody made valid points where, you know, nobody wants the responsibility. The dark saber, while it has power doesn't have as much power as as it as it once had. And yep. you know, there's there's a lot of misfortune. I mean, that's this that's the, the saber that's associated with the fall of Mandalore. Yeah. I mean it's nobody nobody really wants kind of that the only one who showed any inkling of interest was Paz Vizla. And that's because it was a family heirloom. It was a Vizla who forged it. So you know it it, it wasn't no you know I I agree nobody wanted the responsibility. Everyone's like eh you, you got it Bo or somebody Yeah.
3: Can well, I don't even think they really want to go back to Mandalore. I mean, no. like, like they were saying, like you guys were saying earlier, it's like, it, it took, it took, uh, uh then one episode to be like, Hey, let's go check the air quality. They could have done that a long time yeah. ago. They could have done that a long time ago, gone and checked the air quality and checked it out and see what's going on. But none of them really, they were fine doing what they were doing. Well, and you have,
0: and you have multiple factions of Mandos at this point. Yes, I mean, like we've talked about, you know, ever, you know, even in the, the Clone Wars and the animated series, everybody have kept to their own houses. Yes. At this point, so you have a fiercely, you know, independent group of people that you're trying to herd all together. All of a sudden on a planet, and even then, you had the Death Watch on um, Concordia, where Mando was from, and then on the on their moon, and then you had everybody else on Mandalore. On Mandalore, so it'll be interesting. I feel I feel for (laughs) Bo; she has her work cut out for her. Um, And and Mel, you started diving into this, but you know, let's talk about. I mean, the ending of the episode is didn't going well it's not a gift it's not it's not a gift you know and and it was it was interesting because a lot of past you know kind of references and 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 in terms of how the dark saber passed it felt like it was more direct hand-to-hand combat so this is interesting this is an interesting approach to me mel
3: what do you did this logic work for you well i like i said when i first saw when i saw the previous episodes i had already thought i was like when she was saving i was like well wait a second like everything that happened is like, well, she saved him. She got it from him. She saved him. Um, she used it in battle. So I thought technically it was already hers, but she did, gave it back to him as like as a courtesy because it didn't, because it wasn't battle. And I was like, okay, well, I guess so that's fine. But then when he explained it, I, was, I felt like in my head, I was like, ha ha, I have been justified. It is hers. And this whole time he was just, and I feel like maybe he was holding on to it to give to her in front of, you know, in front of acts and in front of, uh, uh, all the other guys. So they could see like, Nope, it's hers. This is what she did because it would mean nothing if he was still alive and she had it. Mm -hmm. How do they know if that he did, she didn't just accept it as a gift and be like, okay, well, nobody's here. It's just an exchange between me and you. So I feel like he had to give it to her in front of everybody else to make it make sense.
1: Yes, I agree. agree. Yeah. You got to make a public showing of it. He had to say it and he has, and he's got that gravitas where it's just like, Hey, this guy's on, he's on the, he's on the level. We saw what he did and he could be vouched for. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a, that's a good point. I mean, it, it, cause at first my thought was, well, why'd you, really it took you this long to give it to her. If you already knew, I was like, this is such a man thing. I almost felt like he's going to be like, well, you didn't ask. You didn't ask me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Again, because how can, how can you really believe? Cause she, yeah. she has the reputation of, you know, Amanda, you've brought her up many times. Mm-hmm. She has been duplicitous in her past. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a valid point. I mean, Al, Al, your thoughts on on you know how the Al. how the how the dark saber made its way back to Bo? How that worked out? You know, did that work for you? Did that logic? Yeah,
2: I thought it was great. I thought it was cool because it made you think. Like, like him explaining what had happened, you're like, oh yeah, shit, that did happen. <laughs> he he got he got his ass handed to him by a robot, and then uh, literally lost the saber, and she picked it up and saved him with it. And we were I, I don't know if we ever questioned that during no, the we review did. of that we did not no. um yeah i felt i felt that was very cool but it's again i think it goes back to talking about like the trajectory of this season and her arc and we, we talked about like the heel turn right like her you know potentially um going against him or like like reclaiming mandalore at all costs even at, like if it sacrifices like her working relationship or friendship or whatever with him. It just goes back to like, why, why would Mando not be supportive of this? And like we see in this episode, he's like, this is actually yours. And here are the reasons why, like he is so supportive of this. How can this, how can she have a heel turn now? It doesn't seem like Mm. it's a bad thing. It seems like it is what he wants and is promoting. And the armorer wants, and is promoting, like, you walk both worlds. You can take your helmet off because you're going to get Mandalorians who are, uh, you know, who who follow the way or don't follow the way or whatever. Like, you're the perfect candidate to lead us back and reclaim Mandalore. It seems like she's a good guy in that instance. It's just like, it seems like the conflict is going to come from, you know, Moff Gideon coming back or whatever, it just again, we just don't know. Like, is Mandalore being reclaimed the end all be all of the season? It seems it sure seems that way, but at the same time, it's like, what else? What else is happening? Yeah, what is the bigger, what is the bigger thing? And you mentioned, um, you mentioned Thrawn. I hope it's not because it's like we haven't seen Ahsoka this season, and that is going to be her driving force since we know that from season two mm-hmm. of Mandalorian, of like, where is uh Grand Admiral Thrawn, like like that was so impactful. Of like, we don't need to see this character again. We did, but it was great in season two and a half um, with with the book of Boba Fett. But like, her main mission is to find Thrawn and defeat Thrawn and find Ezra and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, like that's great. Don't give me Thrawn here. I don't need it because then you have to bring a soka back and you have to explain that. And we don't have enough time. We're at the end of the mm-hmm. season. Give me, give me Moff Gideon. Give me some new thing that is gonna happen. It it's almost like it all roads lead to Mandalore, but like I don't see where the Imperial or Moff Gideon part of that leads to Mandalore. Like, why? Why are we going there? What is what is getting us to the next level of this season or setting up for season four or four and a half? We don't even know the structure of this shit anymore. It's just like I'm still fucking confused. How many episodes are we in?
1: Six. All right. It's I'm just I, I mean, I'm just gonna jump on the yeah. space space well right now and just give you okay, my my, my theory because I don't think we're gonna get a conclusive ending to this season. That's not good. I didn't uh, say it was, <laughs> but I I think it's gonna be a cliffhanger. Because the way Favreau said it, he's like, "I'm already writing season four as we're doing the edit." I'm like, "Okay, I don't think there's an ending here. There's not a definitive conclusion to the season. And how can there be? There's two damn episodes left, and they always, in the penultimate episode, take a hard left into Boston and get Bill Burr. It's always something that's <laughs> weird. I think this is our 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 this is set, set, go off to Boston episode. Maybe, but it still had a point. You know, it's I, like that's the thing. It's like. I think they're going to gear up and I could see them being surrounded or something's going to happen with something's going to break here. And I don't think we're going to get a definitive conclusion. I think it's going to be a cliffhanger. And I don't know if that's the right way to go. I think that's a problem, but I really feel like it's not going to have a conclusive ending, and that's going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah. But imagine yeah. if it's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. Then you're like, all right, I guess I got to come back, brother. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just I turned into Kevin like, Sullivan there for a minute. Season, <laughs> you did. I did, <laughs> brother. <laughs> when I work with Dusty in Florida, brother. That's an old wrestling reference.
2: Season, season one, penultimate episode was um it ended with them basically with and with moff gideon arriving right okay season two penultimate episode you keep saying is the bill burr episode which it is but it's also the I need to assemble my crew and find where Moff Gideon is to go get my son back and take the helmet but it was actually the second time it did it was the first time that season yes but that's it was the second time it had regardless regardless we don't know you don't You're gonna keep no, saying it we don't we
1: don't have a villain we don't have a, you, a and i think this is where you see it the ending will be they're going to mandel or something's happened yeah. gideon's back yeah guess who's yeah. back back again. Back, again back gideon's yeah. back he's gonna kill everybody yeah. like and i think i think what's gonna happen is we're going to get
2: but that's gonna upset. be three seasons with the same main villain i don't know but if i don't alone, think though. he's Exactly. He's alone. We're, let's let's jump on the space. Was he guys. with the space pirate guy? Didn't he die? Well, oh yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, died. Swamp yeah. Thing is dead. Swamp Thing, man thing. you
1: do not say negative things about Man Thing. He's great. I did. not he's, <laughs> he's not dead. I can't have him die. He's still. Uh, well, I think well, Kang will eventually kill him, but that's another podcast. I did. You know?
0: You know the the space... tin
1: foil hat. <laughs> well, I was. If you listen to that most listened true. to episode of all time, I said it. But you know
0: my my thought is I feel like there's something imperial on Mandalore. It, it I mean yeah, I feel like the there's thing. something because why would now they like start showing Snoke S-
1: Starkiller base and kind of
0: the yeah I feel like there's something maybe there's the research lab that's there or something you know that because why because my thought is okay we we've talked about the first order we're 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 getting breadcrumbs thrown to us, yep. some of them larger than others, about the cloning, about because there's still that storyline. What Look at planet the cloning
2: was sorry, what planet oh, that's a good... in, in the shit Rise of Skywalker? What planet was that it's on? not Mandalore?
1: I but figured well, yeah. but but what better place to hide out in than a dead planet, essentially? A ravaged place where yep. you start where mm. Thrawn slash kids can be like old, you know Gus Frang could like be building the new chicken house of destruction. I like oh <laughs> oh <Old, old laughs> Gideon <laughs> McGoober. and like he comes in there and he, what, they, remember in the Carl Weathers episode uh, from last season, it was when uh, Cara Dune and 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 grief and Mando all went, they were <laughs> they were uh, they ended up fighting those that random Imperial outpost. Yes, like on Nav- navarro and like i think like my weather's impersonation totally shit the bed there this week bad. sorry it's bad it's <laughs> not good I, I, i'm sorry my ass are that, that, that I is can't not help it. that
0: handshake of approval has been yanked uh,
1: fuck. uh <laughs> but anyway well what else is new uh I failed everyone <laughs> but i think like what better place to, to do it than in a shell of a uh, the shell of a once fallen I, city that I, no I one's gonna, that no but one cares about that it's is perfect. uninhabitable, and then they go back. The Novices like bum, bum, bum It's all the bad guys, and there's yeah. like what fucking twenty Mandalorians and like four thousand Imperials, First yeah. Orderins, Thrawnites kids 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 whatever you want to call them they're right there and they're like oh shit and then it's just like yeah. we we'll see you next year and it's just like oh fuck see? is that a, is that ahsoka across the hallway hey what's
2: up it's
0: me. i think it's gonna be sabine that's my other i don't know who that i think is. We're
1: still gonna... I, I, mean, I do know who it is she's my if,
0: other favorite Mando. i know i know
2: <laughs> i i think i i agree i think i think you get that at the end of episode nine and then, and then we wait two years eight. for another no, fucking matter. eight. It's
0: only eight, guys. It's only eight.
2: Sorry. Nah, uh, eight. Episode seven. You get that. And then episode eight is the Battle of Mandalore. It's not gonna be long. There's
1: yeah. 20 of them. <laughs> There's 20 <laughs> of them. <laughs> oh no, this wait, they, they do no they do have baby birds though. They are the But birds. do they
3: but do they but is this the is this where um Bo Katan unites the factions?
1: This could be.
2: I think you've already subtly done that. There's only like, seems to be oh, two, but you of gotta
3: them. you gotta throw
0: everybody together though. And yeah, well, there's, I, there's, I think you get more. one more
2: faction next episode. Yeah, or or the the whole next episode is like a montage of her getting all the Mandalorians together, and oh, then Boba Fett. Yeah, I was about to say people
0: are saying Boba Fett. Maybe we'll get your guy back. He's in. He's in.
1: a back attack for thirty years.
0: Cobb <laughs> Cobb Vance can
2: make a comeback. Oh, stop. Stop. I just watched. I just watched him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where basically he's the character in Justified again. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's like just like Timothy Oliphant. It's like you're you're gonna be a cowboy forever, and, and he's like, all right, just keep giving me money, and he's great at it. Uh, yeah, no, that'd be awesome. I think that's cool. I I really do think you know if if it if this season doesn't end with like the biggest battle that they have done. Uh, in the series yet we have a problem Maybe we, we I, might I, have it we might have an actual problem
3: i was like going back to what you said amanda about mandalore being like the scene of this battle didn't they say um uh, this is going back a couple of episodes then they say that those uh the ones that were those things that were dwelling in the caves used to live on the surface outside the city of man of mandalore i believe when yes. Bo Katan is like oh those things used to live outside the city so they were Yes. Top, top dwellers. Now they're underneath the city or they're in the mines or going towards the mines. Or the
1: mines of Borea. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Mine Siboria. laughs> the dwarves. <are> of um, <laughs> So I'm wondering if they were driven underground by something that's there. Just going yeah. off of what you're saying now.
0: Yeah. No, that, I mean, hmm. scary things, you know, something like fierce, like the trolls and the hold. yeah, you, those would totally be overrunning the planet. But something bigger, something badder, has to drive them underground. Yeah,
2: like a so, dragon.
1: Well, like a fucking whatever that goddamn thing is. It's it's aquatic. It's not going. It's already there. It's, it's aquatic. I mean, it's Grogu's
0: gonna place. ride it, guys. We already. Yeah, Grogu's <laughs> gonna ride it, and it's oh, gonna fuck. be great with his tiny little lightsaber and his little helmet because
1: it's gonna happen, guys. So I guess then so, episode. So then episode nine, you have to do the Ahsoka tie-in, I assume.
0: I mean, that's, uh, what I like, so
1: that's what I feel like. That's why I feel like be Or, no, no, no. I'm not even uh, hold Hey, hold Listen.
0: Well,
2: brother. I love this. No, listen. If you, every no, time you do the brother, it brother. reminds me of heat and not. Oh, no,
1: like go right it, in. I know. Yeah. the yeah. heat. A Pacino heat. heat.
2: No, pucini. like, <laughs> I
1: love You're thinking of panini the baseball card. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I'm surrounded by it, man. um no, I'm uh, just saying that's like an I end love, credit. That's where you tie it in.
2: Yeah, but I, lo- I love Ahsoka. Like, uh, legitimately, rewatching the Jedi. Because I will punch two. you if you don't, Al. <laughs> the Jedi might you're be good. the best episode of the series. Like, that is oh, yeah. oh, great. Fuck. perfect. It's such great. a good show. That's the best it's thing a good ever. Episode. I want all, all of the Ahsoka stuff in her series. Oh, well, I, I just I, want to save it for that. I don't want to, there's no see, more setup needed.
0: I you think that, but I, I think that we're not going to get go Ahsoka. Here, so. I don't think we're going to get the, her actually showing up. That's why I think Sabine, like Zeb came in out of nowhere. I, I think Sabine would be the safest approach to take because you protect Ahsoka from showing up and keeping her from doing that. But, but Sabine is like a nice extra tie, just like Zeb, because you know Zeb's going to yeah. show up.
1: Yeah, but you have to, so okay, that. for the, the noobs like Greybeard over here, who didn't know who Zeb was and exactly. I don't really Same. I don't know, know who Sabine like I know who Sabine yeah. is by osmosis like I think you just need to give a hint of the yeah. soka so people are like ah thank you for just literally telling me what I needed to know because we have to you can't assume that people have seen the anime shows so that, I think you have true. to have, you have to give like even if it's like her like a sigil or something like that or
0: like her just staring into kind of like they did at the end of with rebels you had the the look you know you just
1: had yeah. Her visage. Her visage. You know, but or facade. so. I don't So
0: Mel, what are your, we're going straight to space whale hyperspace jump. So your, your theories for the next couple of episodes, what are your thoughts oh, about man. where it's
3: going? Give me your tinfoil hat. You know, it's, I think we're definitely going to see them trying to do the whole, you know, the Avengers endgame and all, all the Mandalorians come together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. they're going to come from the far reaches of space and i think we'd have even we might even have bigger uh, uh cameos and stuff like that but i think in terms of that we're going to see we're going to see ties back into um the old empire or going into you know i don't know going into the first order I, cuz i think that that's why this whole episode existed because the fact that it, they're gonna have to recall something. They're like, oh, remember this, remember this. So I think we're gonna see something in the future that's gonna it's gonna have to happen where we're gonna see them either going into the first order or we're gonna see ties of, of maybe the guy's still trying to hold on to the empire or something. I, I feel like, like something like that is gonna happen. I don't know what though. I don't know because, like Al says, I don't know where they're going with this season. But of this episode, I'm thinking, okay, maybe they do have some direction, and it's gonna tie into you need to know backstory, and we're they're trying to give you some backstory now because you need to know this lore of like you're saying the the techno, and you need to know about go if you don't know Dooku, go find out about Dooku. Although if you don't know about Dooku, you you need to yeah. go back anyway. Yeah, else <laughs> you need to go back anyway. But I feel like these are little gems that they put in there to people to be like okay if you're not the cat if you're just a casual fan you need to go figure out who these people are because it's going to play in the next episodes
0: yeah like zeb zeb was out of nowhere
3: mm-hmm.
0: i geeked i cried it was great like and you know zeb. again every everybody i was like Maybe. zeb so it's like and then steve bloom's voice yeah. still and, i'm and, here and like ah oh.
2: <laughs> but it also it reminded me of like like um was it cad bane right like it was yes such a, oh such a, that was so amazing <laughs> yeah everyone shits on book of boba fett but when i bring up cad Bane, they're like oh shit that was, that great. was the
0: best part <laughs> yeah. other okay. than mando that was the best and cop bad every that's a good show kind of cop, and
2: cop anyway so I, it's it's still I, not a good show I, I there's some good parts in that show okay <laughs> two and a half episodes anyway so i, I yeah i totally agree i think I, I i i need to bring it back to the sweet baby boy and in and and now Bo-Katan, who is now the, the the second lead of the series, apparently.
3: Yeah, like, she's stepmom, you, apparently. Yes, yeah,
2: it's like you can't bring more characters. You can, but like you're you're you keep shifting the focus. Like if you bring in someone as high as high as Thrawn, or even as you know medium to high as Sabine or whatever, like um, it takes away from the main characters. And I think it'd be cool as an after credit. I really do think if they set up Thrawn or something like Gideon has failed, Thrawn is going to be upset, like whatever. Like, I think that would be cool. And I think it's good because it like, what's the next thing we have to look forward to Ahsoka. Great. This sets up Ahsoka, but like to have her in it or to have him in it, or to have one of the side characters be a prominent part of these last two episodes is such a disservice And I think what people probably didn't like in terms of Book of Boba Fett and how that was handled, that's the problem you're going to run into. And we talked about this earlier, but like this is a new structure that they kind of introduced and have played with of like, hey, guess what? These people are going to just pop up for a couple episodes in other shows and the storylines there are going to be so, so important for the future of these characters and other things that it becomes appointment viewing to watch. Every single thing that we've done that sets up that sets a bad precedent of of what's to come. And I think I think they need to learn from the quote unquote like failures of the Book of Boba Fett in that instance. Like you can't give us these last two episodes and just make them solely focus on setting up Ahsoka. Like that's not a good way to no, do I things. Don't. No, you have I, to I focus agree. on yeah. the, the the people at hand and make it like really get back to the heart of the show, which is Grogu and And I think they they can, can do it,
0: and they can handle. I feel like they can handle this. You know, they can they can handle those big cameos. They've done it before, but what made it so special, like with Ahsoka's in the Jedi, was the relationship. It wasn't focused on Ahsoka's mission. It was Ahsoka and her you know connection and helping grogu and Din's story grow so i think you if you can you can make it work if you have like sabine somehow in some way shape or form help further grogu's and Din's story that this, the relationship still centers around them the cameo can still touch impact it a little bit and then they yeah. go off and do their own thing for sure you can make it work that way bill you have the thought there yeah.
1: you, you make it about din and grogu Killing off Bo Katan in the final episode.
3: Oh, oh,
1: and you have he has to lead the people. She dies, gives him the dark saber, and says, You have to lead our people now.
0: True. Yeah. Oh, no. that's no yeah.
2: No, no, here's what you do. Yeah. No, that's what you do.
1: Yes,
2: Ready? Moff Gideon blows up Mandalore, and all oh. the Mandalorians die. No, and it's no. just
1: Din, and he's by oh. himself.
3: No, oh my god, he's the lone Doctor Who. No, no
1: I thought that too i thought that too and i was no, just like you
3: can't oh. do it
1: because no. i was just thinking if they're all gonna if they're all in the same universe and they're all gonna come together like you feel like he would need a couple more or maybe that's why he goes and finds boba fett in season four and be like hey bud hey guys, hey brother. guys
2: where where are the Mandalorians <laughs> in the new trilogy oh
0: that's a valid point
2: i just but rewatched I can, I can... the last dance so it's like that's,
0: that's a valid point. Uh, they could, maybe they're out in the outer. They're in Navarro. They could be out in the outer rim. They yeah, got maybe, a home in Navarro. Maybe guys.
1: Mando retires, man.
2: No, I'm not saying Mando. He goes dead. back to. I'm he just goes saying back to where in the
1: mandaloids That's Where's a valid.
0: Grogu? That's a really valid point. They're in the outer rim. Damn it.
1: <laughs> they the In the outer rim. Oh, they're was, somewhere where out. Where's Ahsoka during you know Star Wars, <laughs> you know, and like you know she, the Jedi. He's mm-hmm.
0: out in some some crazy. So that could be they're in the outer
1: rim too so it's like the way they're saying it it's like that's the wild west which you thought was you you thought that was tatooine but i don't know it's a lot of wild west in this
3: yeah there's a lot
1: (laughs) there's the the outer
3: rim and then there's the outer outer rim
1: yeah that's where they were at the outer 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 rim
3: rim. yeah
0: (laughs) so speaking of our sweet baby boy what we got a little bit more grogu in this episode guys so i feel like we can finally give out a good no-squeezy award. What was your cutest Grogu moment of this
2: episode? Al, I'll start with you. It's always the Grogu flip. Like, I love the <laughs> Jedi flip. And, 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 and uh, Liz is like, can I hold him? And they're yes. like, he's like, he doesn't really like to be held. And she's like, I have snacks. And he's like, oh, it's flipping time. I'm all about it. I, I just love that. I love I feel like
0: that, that was every parent going... That would be my kid.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) My son would murder me if there was peanut butter crackers, like, involved. I know
1: how to to end your life, man.
0: So, Mel, what was your, your cutest Grogu moment of the episode?
1: As much as
3: I like the little flip, I actually liked it when he was like hanging on to Lizzo's little dress and he was helping her like win her whatever bocce ball she was doing there. Um, I like, I thought that was really cute. He That's why I think that she might be okay because I feel like he thought she was okay. Yeah, I'm, that's true. I'm, you know, like he gravitated towards her. Um, so I don't know. I like that whole like little he's hanging on her dress and just sticking around her. I, don't, that I thought was, that
0: was really cute. That was really adorable.
1: What do you think, Bill? I'm gonna steal yours, uh, and it's gonna be uh, the wave goodbye. Damn it! <laughs> oh, the wave goodbye <laughs> it was, so was really great. That was really good. But it's also like this I, side like, sidebarring <laughs> side <so> <laughs> for like one second. It's like Lizzo was like such a nerd for this show and Star Wars. Her dad was a fan of Star Wars, and she cried the whole day because she got the role and stuff like that. That's like one I of those. I cannot
2: re- wait for this season of the Disney Gallery.
1: Yes, With her episode because it's whole, gonna be
2: amazing
1: by the way the whole disney gallery should just be about this episode yeah because exactly. it's just like she's the most popular star the. you know like my daughter yelled is that lizzo after i said holy shit that's jack black you know what i mean like <laughs> it's, it's bill, like bill what did i say to you the day uh, on wednesday you're like don't go on the fucking internet, Bill. And I'm just like, my job is to be on the fucking internet. I know. Now. <laughs> but you know what? It wasn't ruined at all for me. No. no, same. Same.
3: But how awesome is it for Jack Black for the week? I mean, I mean, he just had Mario Brothers come out and then all of a sudden yeah. he's like, surprise, bitches. Guess who's in? <laughs> the Mandalorian.
1: That should have been in the trailer for Not the really Mandalorian him just going, surprise, bitches. And you're just like, wow. Oh shit, Jack Black said this.
3: You got me sold.
0: I'm watching the whole season. <laughs> it's like, I'm here. I'm here for it. And that epic selfie. I was like, that that was great that he posted with Lizzo. It was like, that that's that's awesome. I'm here for it. You stole oh. my wave, Bill. You did.
1: <laughs> oh. I, well, because you mentioned it and I watched it again. I'm like, holy shit, that is the most adorable thing ever. Right? I, I mean,
0: I'm going to have to, I'll try to be a little different. The head scratching was cute. Oh. Him just kind of like settling in to Lizzo. She's just like, is just like just hey, oh so yes out. yeah that little that little like sink it in and he's just so comfy and i'm that's like always, oh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm here for it i need yeah, i need really i the, yeah I, I was just so glad we got more sweet baby boy because I was having withdrawals, guys. <laughs> we were it was hard giving out because there was really not a whole lot to give out in these last couple episodes. So um to Al's point. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what, you know, we have our category, the Dark Saber disappeared again. Well, now it's the Dark Saber just got passed over again award. It's handed around like a hot potato. Um, what didn't work for you guys this episode? What was it that was not your favorite thing? And I'm gonna go, let's see who looks the least confused. I thought I'm gonna go That's with Bill. Always me.
1: I mean, I was <laughs> confused. I, I think wow. it was the, the expediency of the uh them figuring out it was Christopher Lloyd. Uh I needed like five more minutes of them doing some detective work. And then this instead of him like, Hey, can we talk to you? I did it, and you're like, All right. We needed <laughs> one more
2: we needed one
1: more suspect. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, they were just one like hey. human
2: suspect one more like,
1: cameo too it would have been funny i would have liked it if they had suspected jack black yeah and then they're like then this way you would have had a little more definition to him uh, like hmm. oh maybe it's jack black he was not imperial oh god look at that beard and then like it, it, it circles back oh it wasn't him and then you get christopher white because it was just like you hey can we talk to you oh, i did it zap him done we're disappointed in you it, it was all too neat
0: okay that was it supposed point. to be neat? That's what I'm saying. Ah, That's a good question. <laughs> that's,
3: that's a good true. question.
0: Foul guy, fall guy. Mel, what didn't work for you?
3: I don't know. I feel like, you know, like Mando's supposed to be like so, um, I don't know, just the whole dynamic between him and Bo trying to do this law and order, like this whole law and order shtick. There were some parts like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And he's very diplomatic with the the guys and he's, yay, don't call him malfunction and this and that. She's like, oh, okay, got it. And then she's very diplomatic when she goes into the whole the droid bar and he's the one who's like wants to start shooting and punching and getting aggressive I'm like okay i get it the whole bad cop good cop thing but um i just feel like the same thing it's like when they when they finally go to the uh find out about these nano droids whatever they're called um uh, it they just got to it so quick I'm like yeah. ah there's a there's a signature on it really you got you found it already it oh like what's that, the name chain, on the that signature? chain code yeah that was yeah. like it took like no time at all to find all that and i was like okay cool like Found the chain code. Found out who's who's signed off on it. There's this picture. All right, cool. Well, let's go get him. I just it took like nothing. Like there was no there was no under. That's why I feel like there's got to be.
0: Something Are there no
2: former it. detectives? Yeah. In yeah. that on that planet.
0: I guess not. Nobody thought to
2: look. <laughs> Can you not call like a like? Is there like a uh like a mercenary or like like freelance detective that they could have called? They called. A bounty hunter and a princess.
1: What would you mean, want? What do you think Lando's doing? It. I
0: was about to. Say, well, we could get that Lando show.
2: Maybe like is there like a, <laughs> is there like a, a
1: space Hans Landa? Well, dude, it's like you didn't want to introduce any more characters. He's like you know what we need? A brand new character.
2: <laughs> no, no, but like also this is to come that's how like that's, that's the is. backdoor
1: reasoning. He's like you know who would be great? Cop Vance. <laughs> again, again, not a detective. He's like, <laughs> again, he's a could be.
2: He's a marshal who was self appointed marshal. Thank <laughs> you. So he could be a self appointed detective. <laughs> put him <laughs> this boy. Put, put him in everything. All the things anything. they will. All the things. Good. So yeah.
0: any? Did I get everybody? Did uh, we get everybody? I was going to just say the, I didn't get the, you.
2: the one yeah. thing that didn't work for me. we have mentioned a few of them already. I think you could have used one more suspect. Um, I I thought that shoehorning the 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 kind of bow reclaiming the sword, the the, the dark the sword, the darksaber into the episode that mm. already kind of had its own imprint of like what it's gonna be. It felt I think that's why it made the pre the police procedural felt rushed because they had to get to that. It's yeah. almost like that, like her uh, uh Din giving the, the Darksaber to her and telling the Mandalorians about the story. Like the Mandalorians on Navarro, they could have done that an episode beforehand, and then at the end when she meets up with them, they don't have to fight. There could be more time solving the crime, and she could be like, "Oh no, I have the dark saber now, motherfuckers. Let's go." Mm-hmm. Like that would that, I think that could have like structurally been a little better. Um, I don't think we needed to see her fight him for no reason because yeah. she still didn't have the dark saber. Like it would have just been like, "Hey guys,
1: um, it was so the." Du- I- it was diplomacy. Like, that's why she didn't want to kill him. I think that was yeah. the whole thing. He wanted to kill her. No, 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 no. She, she I, was going to show I, mercy. I, I just, yeah, I think that's. I it. get that. I'm saying yeah. like I think you didn't like. He didn't need. It. I know what you mean. Yeah, you
2: didn't need it. You didn't need the fight. You could have just been like, okay, now that I have your attention, I have the dark saber now. Let's go reclaim our land. Could have been half the length of the actual encounter with them, and we would have had more time with the actual investigation. Um, which I thought would have serviced the plot of the episode better.
0: Okay. All talk. excellent. All excellent points. And for me, mine's going to be an off the wall one. Um, I wanted more Mercedes Monet because she was in the end of season two in this like kick-ass role. She's coming in like the the woman's squad. Like I was like, yeah, girls get in there, get it. She went from being, kind of highlighted over Axe Wolves and then she's kind of in the background. I get part of it is probably obviously like her work schedule, her wrestling. There was a lot going on, you know, at that time before she, she went to New Japan, but man, I wanted more of her because she was great in season two. I agree. That's my, that's my thing right there. So a little off the wall, but never can say no to more Mercedes Monet. She killed it. Um, So guys, thank you so much for an awesome discussion on this episode. Thank you, Mel, our wonderful, special guest, for being with us. Before we wrap up, we're going to share a little bit about where our listeners can find us on socials. And if you have one very quick pop culture recommendation, we can share that as well. So Mel, I'm going to let you wrap it up, but I'm going to start with Al. Where can people find you
2: on social? You can, you can find me at Al Manorino on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can see my photos. Uh, when does this episode come out? This episode comes out what day? Um, Friday, the seventh. Uh, yeah. So not this week, but the following week. You can see my photos of the Eagles at Prudential Center. Um, yeah. I hate, I hate gonna, the fucking Eagles. I hate the <laughs> fucking Eagles, man. Uh, no. Uh, they are performing uh uh Hotel California with like a like an no, orchestra. Kidding. Well, it was like the anniversary of the album, but they're performing okay. with like a like a full orchestra, so it should be. Popular. Whoa, whoa! i
1: never. They seen them went watch. to my alma
3: mater. That's why they named uh, themselves Eagles. I am a University of North Texas grad.
2: Go ooh, Mean Green Eagles! Wow, look at that! <laughs> um, look at that! That's great. Um, and then uh yeah, that's about it for me.
0: And do you have a quick pop culture recommendation? Oh shit!
2: Yeah. Uh, what am I going to watch? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so a a a couple. Uh, I rewatched The Last Dance. Man, what a great documentary. Uh, Lupin on Netflix. Yes, awesome. so good. good Wait, not the anime. No, the, obviously. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay, great, great. The French, the French series. Uh, yes. if you haven't checked it out, go watch it. It's really, really cool. I'm like uh, two episodes left. Uh, they should make that forever. It's a great show. Uh, it but is. they've only made two parts, and it's really, really, really good. Um, oh, and the new uh the the record by Boy Genius is probably the best album of the year. So go check that out too. All right, Bill
1: uh you can find me on Twitter if you must follow me at bodkin rights w-r-i-t-e-s of course I'm the editor-in-chief of the popbreak.com which this is the flagship podcast of we've been doing this for 14 years check us out every single day we have a lot of cool stuff we just posted last week a huge interview we did with AEW stars Britt Baker DMD and Adam Cole baby uh that was really cool a lot of people check that out go check that out over in our interview section Uh, As for me, I'm doing a million things. My pop culture recommendation is going to tie into one of my podcasts I do, and that is Luke Cage season one. Uh, i'm watching it what a show why is it 13 episodes and i don't have enough time to watch it uh, by monday when i have to record bill versus the mcu which is my marvel first watch podcast where we're going to be talking about luke cage season one so go check that out on the pop break today feed as well as the anchored and in asbury interview series which is also on pop break today i just recently interviewed the band dub proof their record actually drops uh neptune drops tomorrow uh, and then this week I was also on the TV break podcast. I'm with Alex and Josh, and we talked about Amazon Prime's of uh, the power. We talked about WWE mer- and endeavors merger. We talked about the fate of Hulu and so much more. Go follow the pop break on Instagram and Twitter at the pop break.
0: Awesome. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Amanda where I share all kinds of nerd stuff, all the nerd things. And uh, I am on Twitter now. I know shocker. Um, <laughs> At Chick. I am. I am tweeting, guys. It's terrifying. I am out there. Um, But it's R E Z N O R S C H I C. So Resnor's Chick, because I love Ninety Snails. And um, my pop culture recommendation is an album that I just checked out. It's been out since 2020, but it's by Kelly Lee Owens called Inner Song. She opened up for Depeche Mode, which I saw them on Sunday. She was great. She was awesome. Um, I really wish I had seen her in a smaller venue because her music and her experience, is, and lighting and everything setting is very immersive. And so, um, just, yeah, she was, she was great. So check her out. Um, again, the, the album I'm really enjoying is inner song. Loved it. It was great. So I'm going to let our special guest wrap things up for us. Aww. So Mel, tell us where we
3: can find you on social and where your pop culture or what your pop culture recommendation is. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't get to talk nerd enough just with Amanda. A lot of people don't understand. (laughs) Um, You can find me on Twitter at TCBINLA. So TCBINLA. And then um, you can see my photos and a lot of my wrestling stuff on Instagram. Uh, That is going to be at TCBTX underscore photography. And then on Facebook at TCBTX hyphen Melanie. I use TCB a lot guys because i'm a big huge elvis fan so if you haven't seen the elvis movie go watch it because i'm a big nerd for it and i loved it um but my cult it's not even a pop culture reference i feel like with all the mission impossible movies coming out uh, i don't know if you guys know this but uh, with paramount plus they went and put all the original series on so i have gone back to season one episode one and i started watching and i just ah i love it so much it's so They're so simple, like the A-team used to be, but they're so good. I really love them. And I just, I just, I love the actors and just seeing all of them and everything. It's just, it's just, I love it. Um, And you forget that the original guy from Mission Impossible was in Law & Order. So as the DA, there you go.
1: You know what, Melanie? We're gonna have to have you back on for our Mission Impossible rewatch series because we'll be doing that this year in honor of the new Mission Impossible movie. Al, I don't know if you remember that we're doing that or not, but. (laughs) So, and we're gonna be rewatching Indiana Jones again. So we're gonna do that as well. So I I literally just watched uh, Raiders the other day. Awesome.
3: it's religious okay. it's religious watching in my house in dana jones my kids know it
1: <laughs> we we are no. gonna get our podcast editor our, our network director i should say alex who finally oh, yes. oh to finally watch them finally watch it i i, I what's going on so guys i'm going to take it home for everybody join us next week for the penultimate episode of uh our mandalorian review series of course alex like we said is going to be joining us and then our finale our good buddy ben murkison the commander of our hearts will be joining us for the finale so join us next time for socially distanced